Hello and welcome back to A Sprinkle of Disney. We're sharing episode 30 with you today. Yay. 30! That is we... actually a milestone. You can't tell me off this week because that is actually a milestone. I'm... <laughs> to be fair, I was like, I did say that when we got to 30, you could celebrate. So. Exactly. That, and I that was is... looking forward oh. to 30, to be fair. That's that's an achievement, you know? We have that's... to celebrate the, the wins in life. And that well, is you do. And it is, and the fact that we're still here, 30 episodes later. Still friends. Well, <laughs> that's actually a really good point. <laughs> After all of our various opinions on things, you know. You you know, know what, we... though? If we look back over like the last year, mm. we haven't really disagreed about a lot of things. No. And anything we have disagreed about, like, we've been like, oh, actually, that's a really good point. But yeah, like, we understand each other's perspective. Take that on board. Yeah. And I think that's what exactly. we've, we've taught each other things. We that's have. That's nice. Yeah. Um, no if arguments. you're new here, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but very magical welcome to you. Um, as always, we really appreciate any reviews. You've had some more since the last podcast, which just brighten up our day. Yeah. Um, so if you could, if you feel like subscribing or leaving a review, it can be words or stars, whatever, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you're new here, welcome to episode 30. Um, there are 30 episodes of us jabbering on for you to go back and explore. I know. That's both a great thing and also like, you know, quite scary when you think about it. Like th- th- yeah. that many conversations. It still freaks me out the amount of hours that we've spoken. I know. And people listen to it. I don't I know. know why they're still it's... here, to be honest. I know. Like, well done. Like, well done. <laughs> That's dedication. Oh, yeah. And so you're ready for a next one. You're ready for the next one now. Here we go. Yeah. Well, you're here now. So uh, <laughs> let's start. So today's episode is all about Coco, which is, this is a very special one because it's actually requested by one of our listeners who is actually my friend, Danielle. So Danielle, if you're listening. Tell them that, Rosie. Pretend, like, <laughs> I'm exposing many. you. And um, so, yeah, thank you for One leaving of our a review. Many million reviewers. Yeah, all of our <laughs> <laughs> worldwide listeners' reviews, you know. To be fair, we do have worldwide listeners. We do. We do. Exactly. We, 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 we can claim that box. We can. We can. But yeah, so thank you for your review. Yes. and for the suggestion because we're very excited for this one and we're doing it so you're welcome <laughs> yes so <laughs> settle in we hope it lives up to your expectations apologies if not so <laughs> just a little so disclaimer fun. you know we'll try our best <laughs> i'm not promising just to cover all bases <laughs> to be fair people seem to really like our pixel episodes so. it's true we always get a bit deep so we'll just <laughs> we'll see like, where this goes like, i feel like i've had a free therapy session <laughs> And I'm like, that's great because I. <laughs> if that's our new career, therapists. That I mean, Disney therapists. Sure. I would definitely do yeah. that job. Can you imagine? Oh, okay, that's interesting. You're gonna Google this. After Who'd this? have thought that is? <laughs> anyway, we'll be going over the film's plot and background as normal, and discussing our stand-up moments with the film and yeah. the themes as well, because Pixar. There's always deep themes. There's lots themes of themes. The Many themes. They are, exactly. And they do them so well. And then, of course, what you've been waiting for, oh, no, why everyone this. listens to our episodes, <laughs> of course, we'll give it our individual ratings out of 10. I actually know mine. Oh, I know mine already. You can't already. know it. You can like... I do. Mm. No, I know. I'm going to stick to mine today. You can't know them. I just, I just do. I've already heard our episode in the future. <laughs> That's a bit concerning because I don't know what I'm going to say. I know what my number is. <laughs> okay, to no. be fair, mine might change, but I've got a pretty solid. Sometimes I come idea. in and I'm like, yeah, yeah. like I'm pretty certain yeah. where I'm going to yeah, be. Yeah. You never know. Okay, never well, know. okay, we'll see if it changes. I could rip this film to shit. No, I won't. <laughs> I really hope you don't. <laughs> we would lose all of Could our be listeners. our first major argument. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So then, that brings us on <laughs> to Disney fun fact number one. So Dante, the lovable dog, who's a bit I, of a... I knew you'd love him. A bit <laughs> chaotic, a bit of a mess, but I mean, I kind of feel that. That's a bit of a mood, to be honest. I feel like I'm basically him. Um, his breed... Goodness, it's very difficult to say. For this. I'm pretty sure it's Zolo, Zoloitz, can, 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 I'm. It's definitely Zolo. I know that. Yeah. We're just going to say Zolo, which is the national dog of Mexico. And Zolo dogs are nearly hairless and often have missing teeth, which is why their tongues hang out because it causes Aww. them to hang out. Which I I love that. I love that feature. I think it also it's makes really so much sense. Yeah, it does. He's not just you know a bit. <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird like <laughs> has a reason um and local zolo dogs actually visited pixar so that the animators could study them so that i love that as well i love yeah. that they do that like they and it's a regular you know, thing isn't it yeah it's, especially with animals i love that they actually take the time to like study them so they get yeah. it right so it doesn't look weird and they don't like look strange like it's just nice nice details yeah, yeah. so yeah yes well that brings us on to segment number one where we introduce Coco, including the film, the background, and then the reviews as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you will have already seen the film, um, but some of you may not have done. You may not mm. have seen it in quite a while. Um, so we'll give you a, a quick, sh- I say a quick sh- shot summary. That's not right. No. Blog <laughs> <laughs> summary um, of the film. But I'm going to give you some facts about it first. Prepare yourselves. Yes. Okay. This film is set in Mexico. Um, it's directed by Adria Molina and Lee Unquish. Un- un- that was yeah. that, I, I want to say Unric, but that's not right. Un, no, yeah. sure sorry, Lee. It. Apologies. Um, it's he's quite, listening. It's quite lately, okay? It's like <laughs> it's a late evening. Um, and then this is Pixar's 19th animated feature, mm. so it was mm-hmm. the 19th one that was created, and it was released on the 20th of October 2017 at Morelia International Film Festival, which is a Mexican film festival. Mm. It was nice that it was released for the first time in Mexico. Yeah, very nice. Based there. Um, we, love, we, we love when culture is represented and respected mm-hmm. in those ways. So, the plot summary. Oh, goodness. So, the film starts and we are introduced to the Rivera family, um, and they are a family of shoemakers. Um, and we find out that in the, in the past, there was one, one couple with a child in the Rivera family and the man left the woman mm. to go and play music and he abandoned his family for music and never came home so the mm-hmm. family hate music then that flashes forward to the current day and we find Miguel who is um, one of the children in the Rivera family who is obsessed with music can't get enough of it much his family's distaste mm. so he's trying to hide his love of music really so that he doesn't kind of get um, like his guitar trash spoiler it gets trash it's really quite emotional <laughs> yeah um and he's like trying everything from like shining shoes for mariachi players just to get some incentive mm. some advice about how to play music and he's obsessed with ernesto de la cruz yeah he's dead that is critical very critical <laughs> yeah um, a bit like i guess john lennon to some of us i suppose yeah yeah Oh, Michael Jackson. I feel like it's that kind of vibe. That yeah, level it's definitely of like, that kind of level of like celebrity, isn't it? Yeah, and then even yeah. when they've passed on, they yeah, still have still like have, a really yeah. cultural significance. Yeah. So, um, Ernesto de la Cruz is the new John <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, so, he's obsessed with him. He plays all of his songs. Um, and then Miguel has his little secret hideaway upstairs mm-hmm. where he plays his guitar oh, and stuff. So cute. It's adorable. Um, and then, 
he basically finds out he thinks that Ernesto de la Cruz is actually his great great grandfather mm-hmm. who was the one who ran away and abandoned the woman to go and play music and he's like oh my god music is in my family it's in my blood like I'm allowed to play music so he makes a mistake of going downstairs to tell his family this and then not impressed um to the point where his grandmother literally bashes up the guitar yeah. quite significantly it, yeah he then obviously gets very upset and runs away because all he wanted to do was enter a talent competition it's all he wanted to do mm-hmm. enter a talent competition and they were like no because oh i forgot to mention it's <laughs> uh do you do you, oh i forgot how to say this bear with do you, <laughs> it will come to me i've got it written down here bear with me everyone <laughs> it's here dear lost <laughs> Dia de los Muertos. Yes, there the we go. I struggle, right? It's because it sounds like the island in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really struggled. So Dia de los Muertos, which is the day of the dead mm-hmm. in, in Mexico. Yeah. The idea is that it's one day a year where you put um, something called an ofrenda, which is a bit like an altar or like um, an exhibition in, in the home yeah. with full of pictures of family members who have died and passed on. So that the idea is if you're if you're pictured on the ofrenda, then on the on the day of the dead, you can kind of pass back into the the living world mm. and kind of like visit your family and, and get gifts yeah. and stuff. So it's a really important day in the Mexican culture. Um, and <laughs> Miguel wants to go and play guitar instead of staying with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the bashing of the guitar. Yes. Miguel runs away. He's like, no one cares about me. I don't want to be in this family. See you later. So he runs away to enter the competition, but he hasn't got a guitar. So he needs to find a guitar. So mm. because he thinks that Ernesto de la Cruz is his great great grandfather, he breaks into his like shrine, his yeah. like royal crypt, steals the guitar, and like plays the guitar. And then some magic happens. Like, oh, what's happened? And he goes back outside and then people start walking through him and he's like, this is a bit weird. And it turns out he's now in the land of the dead. Like he's one of the dead. People can't see him, even though he's mm-hmm. alive. It gets a little bit complex. And then but as if by luck, he runs into his dead family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. Like, so conveniently. <laughs> and they're like, mm, this isn't normal. So take him back over the bridge, the most beautiful bridge in the yeah. world. Incredible. Back to the land of the dead. Where lots of things are happening. Yeah. Because Mama Imelda, who is the woman who was abandoned with the kid, mm-hmm. she can't get back over because basically um, Miguel took down her photograph by accident when he smashed the frame. It's all a bit dramatic. Yes, yes. And Miguel's like, I just want to go home, to be honest, and like play music. So she has to have a blessing from his, his dead family to let mm-hmm. him go home, which they do. But Mama Imelda says that if he goes home, he can't play music again. And that doesn't go down very well. So he's no. like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. Gets sent home to the land of the living, <laughs> plays the guitar instantly. So he gets sent back to the dead. So funny. Because they're like, you've been cursed because your family <laughs> hates music or something like that. I don't really get the curse. I'm not gonna lie, no, I don't understand what the no. curse is. But apparently they're cursed. Um, and then this kind of stops this whole onslaught of adventure where Miguel tries to go and find Ernesto de la Cruz because mm. he's thinking, well, he can give me his blessing and he won't let me not have music. Yeah. And then he finds Hector on the way, who is just this bumbling. <laughs> Little friend who's just desperate to have his picture on an offender yeah. because it's not there. He can't cross over. And we learn that when you're not on an offender, it means that you start to fade even away yeah. from the land of the dead. So it's really yeah. quite important for Hector to, to get his picture up. So they start working together. Many adventures happen. We have many, you have 
dancing avocados we we have <laughs> talent shows we have unibrows we have yeah. so much that happens um throughout this while they're on their journey to try and find Ernesto de la Cruz because he just can't seem to be found eventually they find him um all the while his family are hunting him down mm. um it's all a bit chaotic to be honest it is I love it, but it's chaotic. Yeah. Um, and then Miguel plays, plays his first gig. He has his first gig mm-hmm. for the dead people, which they all quite enjoy, it's which is very nice. well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, well, yeah, and then they obviously, they end up basically find out that Ernesto de la Cruz is holding a big party and they're like, I know what we'll do. Yeah, that's we'll the way to, to get the big party. Yeah. Basically end up at this party. And then in amongst all of these things, we find out that actually what happened was that Hector was... Ernesto de la Cruz is like partner mm. and because he was better at writing songs Ernesto de la Cruz poisoned him and he died I'm like oh no, that's how he died yeah and stole all of his songs mm-hmm. the injustice which is yeah. why it makes me glad that he died by being hit with a bell to be honest yeah oh yeah it's yeah. a great death it is um, so Miguel is like you're my great grandfather send me home and then the guy kind of realizes that like you know he's, he's off to go and kill Hector and then he it all comes out that he's a he's a fake, he's a fraud, yeah. and he's like, I can't send this kid back to the living, knowing full well that I'm a fraud because they all love yeah. me down there. Reputation. Yeah. So he, he takes Hector's picture, and he takes the blessing petal, mm. and sentences them both downstairs to this yeah. like, weird pit with water. <laughs> with it's water. weird, like strange. a mini beach. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. In amongst all of this, you also have I have no idea what their names are. They're like spirit animals. Oh yeah, Ala 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 Yeah, Ala yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, I think. And they oh, basically, Mama Melda has one who's quite scary. And Peter, they, is yes, name. lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Comes down, basically rescues them both. Long story short, it turns out Hector is his great great grandfather. Yeah. After all of this. They go and they fight Ernesto de la Cruz on the stage. Ernesto de la Cruz then threatens to throw, actually throws Miguel off the yeah, side of the building. Him, yeah. Um but this magic cleverly gets filmed for an entire audience of people. Mm. They're all dead, but full but of people. Still influential, you know. True. He then loses his fame. Miguel doesn't die. And then he's kind of Ernesto de la Cruz has then kicked somewhere else or like booted somewhere else by that magic Pepito. Yeah. And then another bell falls on him and he dies yet again. I yeah. think is the vibe. Yeah. Um Miguel goes home takes back the new photographs everyone's back in love everyone suddenly loves music again because oh i forgot about coco yeah hence the name big, of the film and, um, sorry everyone because <laughs> then his um great grandmother coco we, we found out in the film is kind of suffering with what we think is dementia it's never referenced yeah. but it's quite yeah. clear that she's yeah. dealing with some kind of illness which is, is similar to dementia and can't remember people mm-hmm. um and she when coco comes home he's kind of asking um for a photo, he doesn't have the photograph of Yeah, no. So he's just trying to he's trying to find a photograph that Coco, who's his daughter, might have. And basically, there's this beautiful moment where they they then suddenly start singing this song together mm. because like Ernesto de la Cruz's famous song was actually a song that Hector wrote for Coco when yeah. he was on the road. Um, and it's like the first time like his family suddenly realised how important music has been for their family. Yeah, and the fact that it brings. Mama Coco back to herself. Yeah. Um, which is great actually because it links to a lot of studies related to music and dementia. Yes, so it's it really does. cool. Yeah. And then after this, they're kind of like, Do you know what, music's not so bad. And then it ends with a lovely song with 
Miguel in a mariachi costume and they all sing lovely songs together and yeah, it's past the end. It's really nice. Um, yeah. Sadly, and then it's like a year later, I think, isn't it? And like in the next day of the day. Yeah. And Mama Coco has died, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but then it's really cute because we see her reunited with her parents in the, yeah, in the world of the dead. So lovely. it's quite a complicated film because of all the different cultural references. So I think if you're mm. quite new to the culture, it can take a minute to kind of get your head around it. But it's mm-hmm. a beautiful film and it's the plot is simple and I've made it sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that so many things, it's one of those films where so many things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it for that because I think you, you have so many favourite bits when you're watching it. You're like, yeah. I love this bit. And then oh, I forgot this bit comes up next as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've missed anything. I think I've picked all the key points. No, I think there's, there's lots of like small Little things bits. They're yeah. all important, but they like... We'd be yeah. here forever. We'd have nothing yeah. else to discuss. Exactly. So, so yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's the general overview. I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> um, Rosie's going to share some of the reviews and stuff now, which I'm, I'm intrigued. I think I kind of know what way they're going to go, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. So um, starting with the scores then. So on IMDb, it's got 8.4 out of 10. So that's quite high Hi. um, to Pixar stuff. Like that's the same. I think it's the same sort of level as Inside Out. Um, I think, yeah, like some of the like ones are known to be like some of Pixar's best like I think Up is cool like kind of on that level as well so it kind of makes sense that it aligns yeah they do um and then on Ross and Tomatoes the critics have given it 97 percent which is very high uh but the audience have given it 94 percent so actually this they're very like close so it's kind of like where sometimes we have the critics boosting it like by loads and audience are like actually no it's not that good like this one kind of on the same page so it's quite a consistent like overview that it's a good film yeah yeah excellent I guess when it's like 90% well I mean yeah (laughs) and then um on Metacritic so that's normally out of 100 um it's been given 81 so again high um because I I would say like anything above like 75 or like 80 like 80 and above I think is really high so it's obviously from the scores you can tell it's a well-regarded film that people really like yeah um, it's also won multiple awards and been nominated for many. So it won Best Animated Feature Film um, at the Golden Globes Award. It was also nominated for Best Original Song with Remem- Remember Me, but it didn't win for that one. But then at the Academy Awards, it won Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song. So it did win for the song in the end. It was also chosen by the National Board of Review as the Best Animated Film of 2017, Ooh. which is apparently like a big thing. And it also... Um, received an impact award from the National Hispanic Media Coalition Ooh. for Outstanding Motion Picture of 2017. So I love that because there's like cultural acknowledgement yeah, there with that, yeah. that award. Um, so yeah, it's won a lot of awards. There was lots of other nomina- nominations, but these were like the most wow. um, impressive, I guess. I that's one of the ones that's got the most awards that we've talked about so far because we've yeah. had a few so far that have been nominated for one or two awards, maybe one yeah. or one. Yeah. That's probably one that's won the most potentially. Yeah, I think so. Um, it Like the list when I looked, it was so, so long. Like it's, it's got so many. And I think it's like very... Uh, well regarded that remember me is like a an incredible yeah. piece of music so the the song was always up there and just as an animated film because obviously as we know the animations itself is incredible oh it's crazy so everyone's kind is. of in agreement you know that those are very strong parts of this film yeah. 
So then if we move on to the reviews, so starting with the critics, because I always think it's interesting to compare um, to the audience. So uh, Helen O'Hara from the Empire magazine said that Pixar has raised the animation bar again with its most musical and arguably most magical film yet. If this is the afterlife we're all headed to, don't fear the Reaper. I, like I know that. I was thinking I that, love yeah. I love that. because Yeah, because it's nice. Like, it looks great, like so much fun. Because yeah, you, you're still living in the sense that you're you know doing stuff and like obviously if you fade then that's they call that the final death don't they but like yeah it's so lovely so it's like yeah you know you're not gonna fear that because it's actually nice you still get to see your family on the well yeah (laughs) so yeah and I agree like um I definitely say the musical part it is I think it is one of the most musical Pixar films definitely because Disney Disney films are usually the most musical like core Disney Pixar it's not always got music in it necessarily or like songs in it it's got nice score music but not songs so this I think is one of the ones that's got the most emphasis on music which makes sense because the plot has an emphasis on music so it kind of had to (laughs) um and then Alex Flood from Enemy said that Coco isn't a musical but the soundtrack will top your Spotify most played list for weeks yeah this is the other thing so like these songs were in the charts as well uh, for a long time afterwards and it's funny because it's not the kind of music that I I necessarily would have gravitated towards like if it wasn't for a film like this and I like that because it exposes you to a different culture a different kind of music and it's nice because then it makes you realize that you you like that and then you kind of think what else is out there like this I love that it gives it raises awareness of the culture which is really nice um so yeah and then sim ranhans from the observer uh they said that pixar's latest project is a glittering return to non-franchise form after you'll love this 2015's lackluster the good dinosaur oh thank god someone else agrees yeah thank goodness it's not us bringing this up this time <laughs> i mean they're not wrong and that's why people no. maybe love coco so much because the good dinosaur yeah was because so that bad. was such a disaster <laughs> It's like, thank goodness, Pixar have recovered from that. Um, yeah, I think the, the interesting, like the non-franchise form as well, is quite an, an interesting thing. I suppose they mean obviously things like Toy Story, yeah, 2 and stuff it's like, like that. original. I think yeah. that's the thing, and I also appreciate that because I, I always refer original content. I prefer yeah. original Disney and original Pixar to sequels. I love sequels and things, but I love original things. So. Yeah. Um, and then Peter Travers from Rolling Stone said that Pixar's Day of the Dead gem pays loving tribute to Mexican culture with animation that brims over with visual pleasures, comic energy, and emotional wallop. Yeah, it really does all of those things. Like the emotional wallop is just, well, yeah. that is exactly how I describe it. It's like one minute you're smiling and laughing and the next you just have like a stream of tears down your face. Like that is, that's how it is for me every time I watch it. So it is like you've been smacked in the face <laughs> in a good way what a lovely idea let's watch this film <laughs> in a good way it's like I like that I think that's the best kind of way to make people feel emotional in a film though is is it's not like a face. no not a slap <laughs> in the face but like a kind of like unexpected overwhelming emotion it's not been curated in a way to be like you have to cry at this point it's like you naturally just cry at yeah. this point like that's the difference for me so see confession i've never actually cried at this film Mm. so 
That's interesting. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later because yeah. I think I had a very different response to this film. I still loved it, but I think I had a very different initial response to other people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know exactly why. Um, but but you are right. I think the way that it does this is that you don't expect the moments of emotion in this film when they come. Like, yeah, you know that it's an emotive piece of a film, but the the moments they really catch you off guard. So it's yeah, like, yeah, it, it, it hits just harder. Happens. Yeah, it's yeah. I think for me, like, it's like such guaranteed the same moments every time I will cry, even though I know it's coming. It, I literally can't control my face. Like, it, it just happens. So, and I'm suddenly there, like, soaked in my tears. So, yeah. Um, and then lastly, so Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian said that this film has a potency that Pixar hasn't had for a while. And for suppressed tears, that last five minutes of Coco might come to be compared to the opening montage of Up. Um, so obviously Up is very highly regarded and known to be emotional, particularly in the montage, because everyone, I think most people agree that that is a very emotional moment of Up. And I think that's one of the reasons that people love it so much is because of the opening montage. Yeah, um, I, I think love that's, that. Yeah, I think obviously the music has a lot to do with that as well. Um, so I understand why they're comparing it to that because it is like they're saying the last five minutes is like the opening of up and it is it very much is ups not as emotional to me um but again like you say it depends on why that why things are emotional yeah so but yeah and that's a good point because I think a lot of people feel the same with that yeah so then moving on to audience so some this is quite a long one but I it's long for a reason because it's worthwhile. Need the okay. <laughs> reason for it. So um, on IMDb, someone said that I'm no critic, but Coco is close to the movie perfection. It definitely deserved the Oscar for best animated feature, no doubt. And it's by far the best animated movie ever created. The visuals oh. are stunning. Yeah, this is why. The visuals are stunning. The characters are fantastic. The twist is somewhat predictable, but still great. And the story is so touching. This is really interesting to me. Because I don't think the twist is predictable. No, I didn't think it's predictable at no, all. No, I was, I was so completely shook. lulled into a false sense of security that Ernesto de la Cruz was yeah. going to be his great great grandfather, and that Hector was just you know someone he was going to help out in the same. Like I really, when it happened, I was like, whoa! Like it was a big shock. So for me, I don't agree that it was predictable like at all um I thought it was very well done I, I didn't think there was like clues when you watch it back of course you're like ah like I know what's coming but it's not like oh here's a sign that I should have known it's like I just know I'm about to get to that point you know so um yeah and also interesting best animated movie ever created that's very yeah, interesting bold claim, that, yeah it? it's very bold claim um I think people like to get carried away when they leave reviews I'm not saying that this can't be like your your personal best animated movie ever created but you know I I have to think about it if I decide what the best animated that's a movie big, is like, you'd have to sit and think about that but yeah it's yeah. something you can just kind of throw out um exactly but yeah yeah I think I think you're right because I think in terms of the twist I'm trying to remember if I if I knew or not I don't think I did um because everything like made sense about that like the guitar mm. obviously matches the picture and yeah like, yeah kind of points that way um, and it, in my head, I thought well, that makes sense because if he'd kind of gone away and become such a massive star, then of course, you yeah, it makes sense. Stuff. And that's why I think it was handled well because it you didn't question what you were being shown. And I think yeah. you're so focused on Miguel that you weren't even thinking about like the possibility of Hector being part of the family. Like it wasn't something that I, because you know, these sort of films can do that, but it, it just wasn't something that I expected. So, 
Yes. Um, so moving on to the next one. So uh, another IMDb user said that the central theme of this film is family and it explored in such a beautiful and poignant way. The plot is so meaningful and emotional while keeping that typical Pixar charm and joy. And it moves along at a great pace and always has something going on, which is very, very true. Uh, there's definitely always something going on. I'd say yeah. it's all meaningful as well. There's no filler content. None in of this it film. seems unnecessary. Does no, it? Like I, I don't think time. you can really remove anything. I think it's it's always building character or building plot or building the scene, like the visual scene. So yeah. I think I think it's paced really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> and then someone on Rotten Tomato said it's a really good movie, except for the ending but you should still watch it. That's... Oh, sorry. Which bit don't they like? That's really interesting. Because Explain I'm like, yourself. What, what is... Like, I, I don't see how someone can't like the ending. I'm, I'm just... I'm thinking, like, are they not satisfied enough with it? They want more? But I think it's a really, really good ending. I think it depends what strong. they mean, whether they mean the ending of, like, the whole film. It's like with like, Mama Coco. With yeah. Them, or whether of they the mean film. the end of, like, the Day of the Dead. Bit. Yeah, yeah. World of the Dead, sorry. Land of the Dead. <laughs> and, and it could be both positive and negative because it could be like positive in the sense that you they wanted more, but yeah. they were like, I'm not satisfied because I wasn't done. But like, it's just a weird, yeah, weird thing to say with yeah. no explanation, isn't it? Like, the film's well, done is. on purpose. If you're going to take the time to write a review, yeah. I always wonder why would you not expand? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, they've obviously done that to create like a debate, you know? Yeah. Um, And then lastly, um, someone on Rotten Tomatoes, they said that not only does it perfectly capture Mexican culture, it tugs at the heartstrings, gets songs stuck in your head, makes you laugh and appreciate Pixar even more. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it is like in a word, the film is beautiful. Oh and yeah. It's a stunning yeah, film. Yeah. Like both in animation, um, in terms of the themes and representation of culture, because yeah. many, many Mexican people I was reading earlier, I've not just pulled this out of air, <laughs> uh, agree that they were so excited about being yeah. represented in such a positive way. And it raised awareness of their culture. And they were so thrilled with it because they were, I think they were concerned when it was first announced that it wasn't actually going to be very you helpful would be, you? to yeah. their culture. It would just be like, you know, the same old thing. But yeah. they, they were really, really proud of this. So you can tell it's had an impact on um, the people that actually are from the culture that they're trying oh, yeah. to represent. So that in itself is impressive and actually very difficult, as we've seen in other films. Not always the case that that's no, done very true. well. When you compare so, this representation of Mexico to the yeah. Caballeros representation, that's a massive leap forward. Like, it's massive. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, so overall, overall, very positive. Um, a few like little gripes about certain things but honestly when I was looking through the reviews obviously I'm looking for negative ones as well to balance it out but it was very overwhelming um po- overwhelmingly positive so that's good yeah good. that's what we like to see yes <laughs> please stand clear of the doors por favor manténganse alejado de las puertas and that brings on to Disney fun fact number two. So when you see anyone play the guitar in Coco, they are actually playing the correct notes. Using videos of musicians who had cameras attached to their guitars as a reference, animators were able to make the guitar playing in the movie authentic. And if you want to hear more about that, I recommend the Disney Four Scores podcast again. Of course, but I only yeah. say that because this is the first episode that I listened to of this podcast. It's from Jermaine Franco, who mm-hmm. is a um, female composer of the show. Yeah. the film and she goes into great depth about the authenticity of 
the music so they went and recorded with mexican instruments in mexico like they yeah. brought mexican in like um musicians over like they yeah. they into the studio that was a really because she's from mexico herself so it was a really authentic um sound that they brought and that also shapes the film because it doesn't yeah. feel like tinny like yeah. stock Mexican sound it's authentic Mexican yeah. musicians and I think that makes a massive difference so if you are keen yes. to hear more about how they managed to bring the culture to life through music I definitely recommend that podcast it's really really good um, and yeah. I think it's episode one of season two um but what you said before as well is right about that kind of inclusion of culture these the people who this culture belongs to are included yeah. in the creation and that as we see as we know makes all the difference mm-hmm. um so yeah I love that I love the fact that like and it shows in the film when you see them playing the guitar their fingers yeah. are the, the detail just the movements of when they're actually playing yeah. the guitar so soft as well yeah 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 and the sound yeah but the quality like what I'd say I know we're gonna talk about this in a minute but the quality <laughs> of the film throughout in every single aspect for me it matches itself like the yeah. animation matches the music um, yeah you know that sort of thing so yeah you it's can not tell like the sections put... of the way you think that they've skimmed or they've, they've, they've like, yeah you yeah know, not had time to finish that section like it, it yeah. doesn't that's not a thing in this film no no not at all no so that brings us to segment number two we're going to discuss the characters and music because they're kind of intertwined yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the film is filled with so many amazing characters but we'll talk about miguel first since he is mm-hmm. the protagonist yes but so you're a miguel fan rosie yes i love miguel. <laughs> i love him so much like i think he's infectious like yeah. when he's happy and when we see him like playing his guitar in his little den, oh, like no. I that makes me so emotional. And I think he's got a lot of lovely qualities to him as well. And the thing that I admire the most about him is that I love that he taught himself to play the guitar, like based on watching Ernesto de la Cruz. I think that is it shows how dedicated he was to his, his dream. And I love the fact that even though he knows his family don't like music he still he still pursues it and still carries on because that's what he wants to do that's his dream and I think that's just very admirable and very inspirational yeah I agree I completely agree (laughs) (laughs) and I just think like I think we we both love people that have dreams and we do we do it's so true yeah and I think it's the fact that you know he could be there thinking okay well my family we're we're shoemakers so naturally that means I'm gonna be a shoemaker that's where I am in life like I can have a passion but what I need to do is continue the family um what's the word trade but yeah he's, he's there like obviously he knows that his family don't like music and he knows he's not allowed to do it around his family but he's still doing it and still letting himself think that one day he can be a musician and whilst that can be dangerous in the sense that he's getting his, his hopes up and you know you, d- you don't know like what could happen I just think that's so lovely that he yeah. can still let himself dream and the way he lights up when he plays that guitar it just I, I love that because when you have a passion for something it's so lovely like you're so happy you think the time time passes you by but you're not aware like you know what time it is anymore because you're enjoying what you're doing so much yeah and people light up when they talk about yeah. something they're passionate about yeah like, they capture that really well in the animation yeah is it when he's like absorbed in the music it's a completely different vibe from him yeah all which is crazy because yeah. he's not a real person but no I know yeah it, it does happen and I think you're right I think that infectious is so true because he's so passionate about it and that's what happens when people are passionate about things yeah. their passion is infectious and it mm. other people if you don't appreciate the passion you can appreciate 
the passion for the passion yeah <laughs> um, yeah you can so, yeah. you can be happy that that person's found something that brings them so much yeah, joy exactly and yeah it's just so lovely to watch so he just makes me smile in general not to say he doesn't have flaws everyone has flaws yeah <laughs> but I feel like generally as a whole I'm very like what's the word very happy with him as a very as a pro person. Miguel <laughs> yeah I am and I'm, I'm proud of him like I feel like he's my son like when I'm watching this film <laughs> and I'm just like yes like go go chase those dreams like go do the talent show like you got this like so like they clearly did something very right with his characterization his development and everything so but also like when he finds out that his great 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 grandfather goodness <laughs> I was like is there another great <laughs> uh is a musician obviously he jumps straight to Ernesto but you see him light up at that he's like wait like so music is in my family yeah. like so this is even more possible than I thought I'm now gonna yeah. just you know tell my family and be like look guys did you know like so like this is what I love and that scene is both really like nice because he's realized that but also really sad because oh, obviously yeah, what comes next is I'm like horrible Miguel keep it to yourself hon I know it's like you didn't have to go out you no. thought about this thought this through a little bit more how you're gonna have the chat it's like, to... it like he jumps on the roof and I'm like I, yeah he Miguel. properly exposes himself <laughs> like and it was like you could have you could have done this a different like, way choose your time I know Leave the room Miguel <laughs> yeah but at the same time again he's a kid and he's excited and he's like he's over overwhelmed by these emotions of like oh I, I can do this even more it's like he's got even more motivation to do what he wants um but also obviously you get the idea that he very much feels different to his family yeah. he doesn't feel like he belongs like he doesn't feel like he fits in he doesn't really let it get to him in a way where he's like isolated by them necessarily but you can tell that it's he he really doesn't like it when he's like taken away no. from like the mariachi when he's like shining the shoes he's yeah. like you know he's like oh like why doesn't my family have to be like this and obviously he makes comments about how they're not supportive of his dreams and what he wants to do when he doesn't understand it and you know later in the film he's saying like you're my family you're supposed to support me you're yeah. supposed to like um follow like, tell me to follow my dreams and support that so yeah, that's yeah, just so emotional. Yeah, he he definitely struggles with um not having the approval of his family. And I think that is a theme, isn't it, in the film, which was yeah, later. But that's a huge theme of like, you know, making sure that your family approve of what you do, like because he clearly cares. Um yeah. but one thing I would say is the, the only like one of the only issues I have with him, but it's natural because he's a kid. In the um land of the dead yeah that's what's called yeah. <laughs> the land of the dead he is very selfish and self-absorbed now like not in a really really malicious way because i think it's natural as a kid to to be like that you're not quite aware of everyone else at that point you don't like, see the big picture do you no. as a child so it's understandable but like obviously i'm not going to ignore the fact that in like he doesn't know who hector is but he knows that hector really 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 wants to see his family and that's yeah. so important to him and he has a way to do that obviously that way doesn't benefit him in the way he needs it to so he's got a crisis on his hands but also as we go further and further along we do realize how um pressing and urgent Hector's situation is and yeah because he's literally fading away isn't yeah he? and it's really important 
um because he's he's never going to get a chance again he doesn't know how long he's got left no and so like you know it's it's a very stressful thing when you know that miguel could have made it happen quicker however when i say selfish like i said it's not malicious it's just that the awareness isn't there once like one track mind yeah he's like like, i need I need to be able to play music. So I need the family member that will approve that and let me go back and let me play music to do that. And it has to be Ernesto. And obviously he's really difficult to find because he's a celebrity. But like, yeah, so I, I always struggle with that because I'm there like, oh, Miguel. And obviously like when you rewatch it, you know how more important it is for Miguel. Obviously he I doesn't know. know this until it like, it's just a very stressful thing. So it's so frustrating when you watch it again because you're like, yeah. That very first moment when you've everything's fine and you've got the pen yeah. and you've got the photo, like you could just send him. I home. know, I know. And it's like that's the other thing as well. Of course, like his family aren't without flaws. Um, because again, you know, like we'll get to Amelda, I'm sure, but she has her issues too. Yeah. So it's not just a case of even though I love her. <laughs> me too. I love her too. But yeah, but yeah, there's issues there. So yeah, when I say selfish, it's not selfish, it's like <sighs> It's just frustrating, but it's like, of course, he's going to do that. He's a kid. I mean, like, I, just, I mean, he's twelve, and he's yeah. So. That, that his priorities are himself, and for him, it's a lot at stake. For him to not be a musician, that is huge. That's his life. That's what he wants to do. Well, yeah, because so, he says to me, he's like, you know, you've had your life. Like, why this is my yeah, life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and obviously, you could see that in the sense that, like, oh, like should you talk to your family like that but it's also like actually he has a really good point like I mean, yeah like they are literally dead they've had yeah their yeah so like yeah so that's like my only thing it's not even like a, a big thing and I think one of my favorite things about him is that in the end because he doesn't know how it's going to go down with when he's handed the pestle in the end in the end he's actually willing to sacrifice his love for yeah, music his yeah. chance to be a musician for his family for for Hector so that he can see Coco oh I know one like one last time um because he's he's like this is the only way it's going to happen like he knows what's at stake and I think at that point he's matured and he's realized what's at stake and he's realized actually this is actually more immediately more important and obviously the fact that he knows it's his family helps yeah um but it just shows that he's got more awareness of other people's feelings I think at that point and Mm -hmm. it's just lovely to see that I, I just think he's such a lovely boy. <laughs> like, I really do. We're like, him. Yeah, he's just lovely. And I think because we've seen quite a lot of problematic yeah, characters in a lot of the true. films that we've we've watched previously. And I'm not saying he's perfect, he's not perfect, but like I think it's just lovely to see someone that has so much depth to yeah. them and and like has their priorities. Very straight. pure as well, yeah. isn't he? Like there's yeah. not like there's no malicious intent anywhere. No. No, and you know, of course, he has his strops, his frustration. But we all? <laughs> exactly, we all have that. And again, he's a kid, so you know that's how you learn. Well, that's yeah. How... So you're not wrong. So yes, and obviously, um, he's a very, very talented. Kid, oh yeah, when he which... like, has like his first note, and then he oh. starts to... like, when he sings that song at the talent show. Yeah, the, 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 the land of the dead. Oh, he's so nervous, and then he does, and he gets so into it. And I I'm know. Like, I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that's that's it. Like that's the vibe that I have throughout the whole film with him. And obviously, like when even in the beginning, when we see those scenes with him and Coco, and how he spends time with her, even though like he knows she does, he does, um, she doesn't know, know remember him. Know. That that also is just again testament to the kind of boy he is. That he's oh, yeah. he still 
sees it as important. So, yeah, I very much love Miguel. <laughs> I can tell. How about you? <laughs> I'm the same. Everything that you just said, I completely agree with. And I think you're right. There's so many little indicators throughout the film that he's like a really kind person as well. Yeah. Even the way yeah. he's like Dante, you know, like when the dog comes oh, out and like, yeah. he's like, so it's just nice. Dante, like he's fine. Even when like the grandmother, like great grandmother, just shoot at him and whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, He's just really kind as, as a general rule. You know, I love you when they, when they flash forward a year at the end and he's with like her, the little girl, his sister's been born. Yeah, yeah. And he's like so caring and like with her. And I just think, I think they, they capture really well like his childhood innocence yeah. and how he, he does care about family, just perhaps not like, he just thinks that people like within the family should be able to have their own autonomy. And yeah. that doesn't mean that he hates them. He's just sick yeah. of being oppressed by his family, I think. Yeah. Um, Which is absolutely fair. And I think, you know, everyone goes to that phase of rebellion, don't they, as well, where it's like, you know, all these things that you've been told your whole life, you know, like, Mm. in his case, music's wrong, etc. He's getting to the point where he's like, I've seen the joy it can bring people. Like, I know it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, And it's that fight, that balance between, like, you know, appeasing your family, but also, like you said, like following your dreams and Mm. and creating your own voice and and your own self. Um, And I think you're right. I think it's lovely to see him doing that. Um, because it's it is inspiring to say you know that this is who I am. Like I'm sorry if you yeah. don't like it, but like you know, just because I'm different to the rest of you doesn't mean that I'm I'm a problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, the whole way when he's like, you know, like, this is my life. Like, why are you trying to ruin it? Is a fair point. Like, just because like you know, the grandmother doesn't like the great grandmother doesn't like. No, yeah, the grandmother <laughs> doesn't like. Um, it's confusing. I know it doesn't like um music. It's a, that's what frustrates me as with this as well is the fact that his mom and dad like don't ever really stick up for him. Yeah, they just go, like I know, oh, like do what like you know, like you know, she says, and I'm like, I know, but like he's yeah. your son. Like I get the whole like matriarchy thing, but at the same time, he's like, oh, well, do as Abuela says. Yeah, like, yeah, but like, do you not see that like Abuela is is blinded by? Yeah. She wasn't even there. Do you know what I mean? No, like, exactly, and yet she's so strongly like against it still, and they're kind of just they've just kind of accepted it and the I fact think. that like she literally damages his property because you, you see his, his parents be like no like mama i don't do that and it's just anyway i'd be fuming yeah, like if my absolutely. parents got to my kids stuff like yeah. it's not but it's also, not okay. like, that's also a culture thing isn't it is that like they yeah. have bigger families i think particularly in like mexico and there's more like respect and in- integration with yeah grandparents yeah. and matriarchy and patriarchy Definitely. and like the hierarchy and stuff um so it's all about that respect. But I just felt sorry for him because I was like, there's no one in this family standing up for him. And when I rewatched it, I realised how mean the other kids are to him in the family. Yeah. Like, I not nice. hadn't noticed, but they're so mean. Yeah. Um, so I just felt really sorry for him. I think he just constantly feels alone. You never really see him talking about friends or anything either. No. Quite a small village. And I just... Yeah, I feel like he's he's a dreamer that just needs like an out. Um, and I agree. I yeah. think you know he has his moments of selfishness, and I, I do sometimes think like he's obviously not very sensitive. But again, it comes down to being twelve. Yeah, know, the idea of like in the way that he kind of tells things or like he announces, you know, he's gonna be a musician like his granddad, and it's like you you know it's his great great grandfather. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, even though like you know that like your great grandmother doesn't. No. Your grandmother doesn't <laughs> doesn't approve of it. Like it's like chill out a bit, Miguel. I have to tell like people this time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. The room. He hasn't learned to read the room at the age of twelve yet. No. Um. But you're right. It's never malicious, and 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 where he can help people, like he will yeah. eventually. Um, yes. And you've got to remember, you know, when he lies to Hector towards the beginning, he's 
in a completely different place. He's petrified. He's on the run from people as well in yeah. the, the land of the dead. So like, you probably wouldn't like you, you want to kind of follow your own path. I think yeah, yeah. could be playing him. Like Christine exactly. Ector is like a bit of a, a, a con artist at the gate and stuff. So like, and, and then obviously we find out because Miguel thinks that he's um a friend of like De La Cruz's and he can yeah. get him in. And so he lies as well. Yeah, for, like, he's like gain. got. T- he says he's got like tickets and stuff. And like, yeah, he's like, my best mate. And I was like, yeah. I haven't seen it. And the guy killed him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah, not quite the same as he's made out. Um, no. so if that's who Miguel's surrounded by, can we blame him? For no. Life? exactly no we can and you know stranger danger like there's also that element to it well yeah especially when they're dead well yeah (laughs) yeah and if someone said that their picture's not put up you you might wonder why as well like that's a very good point it's like why has no one put your photograph (laughs) you'd be a bit like oh what what did you do in your life yeah that's i never (laughs) thought about before that's so true but like before i go on this on this um trek with you can you explain to me yeah my um why what did you do what are you offended yeah what's your what's your damage as they would say in um in mean girls um so yeah i i agree i think he's a great character he's one of the, yeah. like, the more likable protagonists we've, mm. we've looked at um yeah. but i just think yeah i think he obviously has room to grow yeah um, which is nice but I, I think yeah seeing someone like follow their dreams to that extent and also someone who's I like that he's so excited about his dream, but then when it comes to his dream being a reality, he's quite nervous. Yeah. And he's all he's dreamt about, but then they they show the fact that he's still nervous and not sure if he can do it. And that's so true because we all dream about things. And when we get close to dreams or ambitions, it is scary because you're like, you've dreamt about it. It's like tangled, isn't it? You know, like when the light, just like, what if it's not what I thought it would be? Yeah, yeah. What if I'll be let down? Yeah. And when you build something up in your head to that extent, like, it can it's a lot of you put a lot of pressure on yourself yeah. so I love that they showed that element of it too is that yeah chasing your dreams isn't always easy it's very rarely yeah. easy actually um mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I love I love Miguel too um and I don't yeah don't have very many problems with him I think he can be a bit frustrating at times to watch like yeah Miguel, just like take, take a second to think before you act <laughs> um and stop running away from people but other than that yeah I think he's a really likable character and as yeah. we know he loves his music so Ooh. what did you think of the music in this one I know we've touched on this a little bit but yeah what were your thoughts in general I was I was just so like pleasantly surprised by this like because I didn't I didn't really have like an expectation of well, I didn't obviously I didn't know what it was going to be about necessarily um so the fact that there was actual Mexican music Mexican style music in this film um was amazing because like you were saying earlier with your fun facts like it's authentic um to the culture and it's actually um had research behind it and you can tell that because it feels very natural and it fits very very well with what's going on in the film and I just think it's beautiful I think all of the songs are beautiful in their own way and they're all quite different, actually. Some of them are quite quick paced, some of them are slower, some are more emotional than others, some are kind of more there to kind of make everyone happy, you know, like Un Poco Loco. That's a real uh, song that gets like the crowd going, and that's 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 amazing. And then also uh, Proud Corazon at the end. I love that because it kind of encompasses the feeling of the family all being back together and the fact that they're finally embracing music again and they realize that it's actually a very important thing and an influential thing as well um so 
I think I, I love the music and it's one of those things where like I wouldn't like necessarily go and listen to it but if it comes on my playlist I'm happy it's there like yeah it's a nice I always forget thing. how amazing and how many good songs there yeah. are as well yeah like, I know when we've done like our Disney music quizzes and stuff like I'm like oh Coco and the music is so good yeah it's, it's amazing I just forget I just forget about it yeah and I think the thing is like with uh with Remember Me so obviously we get a lot of different versions of that in the film oh, it's, of course. it's like yeah, three yeah. different times I think maybe four actually um and I specifically like the version where Miguel singing it to Coco that's like my favorite version of I that song. knew that was going to be your answer yeah <laughs> and again when we see that um Hector singing it to young Coco uh, that they, moment that flashback yeah oh. that just brings a whole new meaning to that song because we first hear it by Ernesto uh De La Cruz but you think vibe, isn't it? yeah you think oh nice song yeah really nice um but when you hear it like that how it's meant to be heard it just hits so differently and it, it's such a beautiful beautiful song yeah um but I just I really love how the song's all very diverse though I I love that like you've got some that are really kind of um like fast-paced some are slower like they're all for different kind of like vibes like some of them for yeah. for like family to like proud cars on like I think that's a lovely lovely song yeah. I, I really enjoy that I just think they all add something to the film as well I agree. and I think it backs up the plot as well like if you're gonna do a film about music you need to have really really good quality music in it so you know and this music I believe correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) but I think it's also um written and composed by the same I've forgotten their names so if you know them say them (laughs) but Frozen the ones that did Frozen I believe it is um I'm trying to think like is it are they yeah 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 I'm I'm sure I will double check but I'm pretty sure I remember reading this somewhere that they were part of it at least maybe like just writing the song yeah they were the songwriters um at least definitely for remember me Uh, so yeah. yeah and so like you know you can you feel that like yeah. that they they've had an impact and it, it's no uh surprise that everything that the they've emotion, had their hands on yeah. has been you know incredible so yeah very true yeah um so yeah I love the music and it Have definitely a, backs a fave song oh it's really hard actually I know I think like I feel my happiest when I hear like um in Poco Loco. I, yeah, that's I just mine think, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because you're right, like he's so into it. And I love the fact that Hector joins in. It's yeah. so beautiful. And they don't even know their family at that point. No. It's, it, but I also love it. It's a very happy going song. Like I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's very positive and like the rhythm's yeah. are great. And the fact you know, I love even like you know, like the um the, the shouts and the cries at the beginning. Yeah, I love that as well. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I, I love all of the songs. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my favorite one, and yeah. But what, well, what do you think, as well, someone who's a bit more versed in the world of music? <laughs> I think they're fab. I think my only thing with the music, I'm, I'm going to skip over lots of positives because you've already said them. Mm-hmm. But I think my only thing with it is I think they, a lot of them do sound very similar, mm. and I know it's because they've got that Mexican sound. But quite often, like I, I 
were confused like one or two together because they are quite similar yeah um, yeah unless you've got the like reprise versions of things that remember me that are written so i read a bit chill yeah yeah some are very very similar but again it's not a musical it's more of a soundtrack so that yeah. makes more sense um so sometimes I'm, i'll forget and i'll be like oh what song is this one i think it's part of like a different one and then yeah. i'm like ah, no i'm wrong and <laughs> um, <laughs> so i absolutely love them but that is maybe the only is it a negative or is it an observation? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I agree though because it's like I think they're kind of they're they're like they're nice to listen to on yeah. like a soundtrack, but they work best with everything else, like the animation. That's when they hit the most, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I think they're very um, enjoyable to listen to. I love listening to them on like Spotify and stuff. Yeah, but same. yeah, I just think they are. It's sometimes hard to distinguish like between which song is which because they yeah. have that classic theme running throughout them. Yeah. Um, from like the the Mexican sound, which is, is lovely, but I just think it's one of those things where that's maybe why it's hard to pick a favorite sometimes because mm-hmm. they all kind of have that general um like film sound. Um, yeah. They kind do, of blend. Yeah, they do. But I do. I think that the music in this is incredible, especially say for a Pixar film where mm. we don't normally get this level of music in a Pixar yeah. film whatsoever. Um, the fact that it's so beautiful, the fact that it includes authentic Mexican tones and mm. instruments and rhythms and everything, I think that's just incredible, and that really, really shows. Yeah, um, that's one of the big benefits I think of, of of having like Jermaine Franco, the composer and stuff, in charge because yeah. she really brings authenticity. And like you say, when it's the focus of the film and this idea about music and the controversy of music, if the music in it wasn't very compelling, the film wouldn't wouldn't be as good as it is. No, no, it, it would it wouldn't have had the same effect that it has. No. So I think they had like a really hard job in that sense because not only are they, are they introducing music into Pixar which is very under like not done anyway yeah to the same extent they're then having to kind of say okay this is integral to the plot of the film mm. so I think because normally things like musicians and uh, composers can get away with a bit more because they're yeah. kind of given free reign it's like well we have this scene and we need a bit of music here and like you know they're incredibly talented but they often in, in that podcast they talk about how they get quite a lot of free reign to go away and time to yeah. go away and create things and bring it back and edit mm-hmm. and stuff but I think because of this it's integral to the film's plot is that um, there's a lot more pressure I would say <laughs> um, yeah oh definitely yeah yeah when when you're making a film about music the music can't suck yeah <laughs> um, so it's it's a bit more pressure I'd, I'd say um yeah but yeah I think the songs themselves are beautiful I think they tie everything well together I don't think there's too many or too few I think it's the right amount of songs yeah, as well I agree. Um, and I love the way that it's integrated so naturally as well I think that talent mm. shows things like um you know, like demonstrations you know like when they're, they're when he's trying to like sing and I think um the bit as well like with Coco like the home song it's not yeah. it's not forced I think when I've yeah. done someone before so it's not a musical I think that's why because yeah. it's not like let's all break into song yeah like now randomly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the musical moments are actual musical moments and they yeah. make sense they would they would make sense in any moment to whip yeah. up your guitar and start playing in that situation and I think again that adds to its its musical nuances as a film because it's yeah it's natural, it doesn't feel forced. And when you said mm-hmm. about the motion earlier, because it's not that like heightened level of um dramatization, if you like. Yeah. It feels more natural. That means that when the emotions come, they hit more naturally too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think in terms Definitely. of music, it is fab. Um, it's got a very distinct sound as well, which is mm. is always very nice. 
Um, yeah, I love the music. I think it's fab. And I think Unpoco Lucky is, is my absolute favourite as well. Um, <laughs> so good. And the last one, I can never remember the last Proud one. Proud Carazon. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, that's my second, my close second favourite. Yeah, I love mine that. too, actually. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> They're just so positive and like, yeah. uplifting. I feel like I can change the world. And I think it's because Miguel's singing them as well. I think that also has something to do with it. Yeah. His, his passion shining through when he sings those songs. I think it's such a big smile. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, yes, I am, I am a fan. And then we move on to, like, the last section of this segment. So the mm-hmm. film also has a lot more characters than just Miguel. Yes. We've touched on some of them, but who were other kind of standout characters for you? Okay, so I've got I've got three. But okay. Like, I'll try and be as quick as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to go into too much It's hard in this film, though, because it's, I, know. I was thinking this, like, especially for a Pixar film, there are so many... There's, yeah, so many strong... Main characters, yeah. yeah. Strong presences in the yeah. film, either, they're all like... all integral. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're all there to drive the plot. So, okay, so firstly, Hector. We have to talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. His story has to be one of the saddest stories oh, ever. What a tragedy. It's, honestly, it really is a tragedy. The fact it bothers that he, me. It bothers me. The fact that he thought he died, and everyone thinks he died by choking on some chorizo, like or chorizo. Sorry, that is a crime. Because I mean, it is a crime. He was murdered, but it's a crime. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not. It's not okay that he thinks that's how he died. Like how awful he thinks that that's why. He no longer is with uh, Imelda and Coco. And I just, I can't. Every time I, I like, every time we have that bit with Ernesto oh. and it's all uncovered, I'm like, oh. I hate that bit as well because it's like, it's the fact that he's remembered as being someone who was really selfish and yeah. like, didn't love his family and chased me yeah. instead. Yeah. And actually, like, they they have no idea how he died either. They didn't no. know he's dead or no. anything like that at that They're point. They're assuming. And the fact that he was leaving to go back to his family. I know. Oh. This is the thing. He is such a gem. Like, I, I love Hector. Like, again, like, you know, he's going to have flaws, but I love, I just think he, again, so admirable. The fact that he's carried on and on all these years, trying so hard to get through across the bridge to the land of the living in any way he can to see Coco. He's so dedicated. Because how easy would it have been to just give it up? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And he could have given like, up. Well, that's the way it is. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, look at how old Coco is now. Yeah. He's been he's been trying this whole time that he's been in the land of the dead. And I just think that is so admirable. A lot of yeah. people would not be able to do that. That is, He's very strong, and it shows that family is everything to him. That is what Jeremy he cares Kyle about. Jeremy Kyle and Judge Judy would love the commitment of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just again it's just so beautiful to see that he's so dedicated to that but again so sad like just heartbreaking that that's what his life became like it and oh so I love him and oh Ernesto I mean the thing is the thing we have to remember here is so he, he murdered him he yes, basically tarnished that. his reputation. Because, stole from him. Yep, stole his songs, Ugh. passed them off as his own. And became he became an extremely successful music, musician. I can't even speak him so mad. Musician <laughs> off the back of this. He was his best friend. If we did this to each other. Um, I would haunt you forever, you know that, don't you? I just think that it's just... There's no words for how I'd unbelievable it is. I'd like, be around you and then like, when you went to sit on the chair, I'd like pull the chair out. I, yeah, I'd do really I, annoying things like that for the yeah, rest of your life. I think I'd probably just chuck you off a cliff, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. 
I just think that is betrayal. I was going to cause minor inconvenience and you were like, yes. <laughs> no, that's betrayal at the highest form. Like, that's so funny. It really, I just, I feel like when I'm watching, I, I feel like I'm Hector and I'm like so hard done by in life. And I yeah. feel betrayed when I'm watching it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you said, the worst part is that he was going to stop touring, to go home and be with his family and, oh. His family don't know this, and then they just assume that he just went off to do his own thing, didn't care about his family, and it couldn't be further from the truth. It you just find that quite concerning, though, because he obviously yeah. like, was planning to come home, and yeah. they ever kind of investigate, like they like nothing ever happens. Like he, yeah. like the fact that he's literally missing and no one ever reports it. I'm like, Marit and Melda, come on, like I know you, yeah. know, but they've made up their own story as to what has happened there. Yeah, and I get that she's very heartbroken, and, it, and you know she, she she's going to be sad because like she was like. You know, there's going to be a lot of emotions there. But also there are emotions in the sense that, you know, she loved him and he was a really, really good father. So like, why is your immediate reaction? Oh, he's betrayed us. Yeah. You'd think like, oh, actually, I'm a bit worried. Like, not He was like, do home, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he went off forever. Yeah. Like, why is it betrayal is the first thing that comes to mind? Not, oh, what's happened? Something happened to him. Like, we should try and, you know, that's, and that's exactly what happened. But, you know, they don't know that um so yeah I just feel like I I think he's a very admirable character and yes obviously you can argue that but he's selfish and I was like eh. oh absolutely not no 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 he's uh, no good thing to say about that man so what a u-turn that was <laughs> but I just think yes you could argue again he is selfish because he he's like trying to use Miguel for his own personal gain however his personal gain is again like it's admirable he's so dedicated he like it's not selfish it's actually not selfish because and it's that desperation as well yeah, isn't it like, yeah you said he's been trying for anything. so long yeah and he knows he's got not got long left and if he fades yeah. away with the final death after um, before coco dies he's mm. not gonna have the chance to ever no. have that again or no. explain himself and i think that desperation would drive you to pretty much anything it would you would do anything at that point you you would and uh, you, you know we can't judge him for that no. like so it's again it's the same as it's not the same but similar as miguel where yeah, we're like yeah you know what yes you've been selfish but it's not malicious it's understandable it's, yeah so and you can just tell he's a great partner and father I and i know i, I just it's yeah funny, i just it's when him and imelda meet again oh, and he's like oh she won't forgive him and i'm like just forgive him i, I know his fault. i'm like for goodness sake like he's done nothing wrong he's actually done nothing know, wrong it makes me I so know. angry <laughs> uh, obviously <laughs> i understand so treated in this film he really is just, I just for Hector. literally and i just think like how amazing is it that the two because i'd say they're the main characters miguel and Hector. yeah like i just think they're both incredible yeah and i usually think i have an issue with one of the um protagonists or like the protagonists in the side like I but with them I, I love them both equally um so again it just shows how strong the characters are in this film and it's just yeah especially matching their ages as well like you wouldn't know yeah that to work but it works so well yeah it, yeah, it does it. it's yeah even before Although from know, a stranger danger perspective yeah, as you that. said before <laughs> it is a bit dodgy but just goes up with this random fellow in the prison and he he does look a bit scrappy as well yeah it's really takes some you know to like the bit where it's like all the people who've got no one left to remember them and yeah. they start walking all i can see is like johnny depp walking through like the swamp in parts of the caribbean you know like <laughs> where they go to like get the potions and stuff yeah 
yeah like, this this is dodgy like yeah child like you should be walked for all these random people's houses and i'm like if this was like not the land of the dead you'd be well free yeah is it, yeah it's just interesting that it's thankfully it's it fine. worked out but, yeah you know. <laughs> yeah um so yeah uh love Hector. uh he's a he's a 10 out of 10 um big fan but shall we move to the, the negative oh, negative see. character and Esther de la Cruz is actually just a despicable person. Like, yes, he can sing. Yes, he can play guitar. But he's a fraud and a terrible person. Like, he, he just doesn't care. Is there. No, nothing. he just doesn't care. He's confronted with his best friend who he's killed in the land of the dead. He's no not remorse. Even sorry. No, no remorse, no regret, nothing. He's like, that was a long time ago. He's like, I'll do it past. recently. He's like, I'll do it again, to be honest. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's saying to Miguel, it's like, sometimes you have to do things yeah. to get to where you want to be. And it's like, no, this is not the message we want, Girl, like, Miguel. That's not what I thought you meant by seizure. Yeah. Movie. I didn't think you meant kill your best mate. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I just, you can't help but despise him. And no. again, credit, because like, they've obviously, his character has been done very, very well for us to hate him so much. Yeah, very true. And the plot and the, everything, it's all joined very well together. And uh, I just, it's just chilling when he actually admits. Because he, he does actually admit. That's it's the so thing. evil, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's horrifying when he admits that he's murdered. And it's just, yeah, there's, there's nothing because I think Nothing's you expect him. him to be like, oh, like it was an accident, like what you're yeah, talking about, yeah. you don't remember it properly. And he's just like, yeah, and? Yeah, he doesn't even remotely try and say, no. like, I'm sorry, like, nothing. Especially and when I you just... look at the context, the fact that he's literally taken Hector away from his family, like yeah. his daughter and his, yeah. his, his wife, like... That's what he's done. Ignoring all the music stuff, that's yeah. He's left them without a father and a husband, yeah. and he has no remorse for that. And he's quite happy to go and do that again and basically leave him in the yeah, pit to like wallow forever. He, unbelievable. He does not deserve all that mansion and house. I mean, I wonder no. how he managed to get that in the. I wonder how housing is. I was thinking this. How is mm. housing allocated in the land of the Well, days? yeah. Is it based on like you know the money you had? in the real yeah. in the land of the living seem very fair no I, it doesn't seem very fair i mean i was fact... thinking i was like what if like i died and turned up like <laughs> no one else has died like yeah do i have to like wait till someone else like fades away till i can get a house yeah like... oh yeah oh I, I would really be interested in finding out what the actual, i was like, i was quite invested <laughs> <laughs> it was like, when they walk over the bridge yeah and it's like you see all the homes in the house and yeah the yeah and I was like, that's a lot and i'm like but there's also a lot of people and i was yeah. like i wonder well, how yeah allocation well i mean pixar if you're listening um we very much like this information application form do you have like temporary housing before you're allocated i wonder if you have like it's like specific to your like family i don't know yeah it could be but then it it can't be kind of because eggdor isn't invited so true very true i think it's quite complicated we need answers to Pixar, please i might might tweet pixar and ask (laughs) and of course you know given our status as podcast (laughs) hosts they will respond listen this is keeping me up at night like (laughs) our podcast depends on this like our listeners demand answers yeah but yeah you're right though i have have so many questions that that's a whole other thing um yeah he's just Mm, he makes my blood boil that man i just i can't cope with him yeah, um it's a no from me and then lastly imelda oh what a complicated what woman. an 
she's yeah so complicated because i understand here's what she's done she's let her past shape her family's futures and their passions and what they can and can't do based off of the experience that she thinks she had with hector and because she thinks that hector left her she now associates music with that and that means she can't have anything to do with music which means none of the rest of her family can have anything to do with music because she's so hurt because she thought she was abandoned by Hector and she she thinks that Hector willingly left Coco alone and so this event just basically meant that she didn't want to associate herself with music and it meant that anyone that knew her or was close to her couldn't either ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャスパイ。ジャス
but yes so yeah I feel like like me saying you can never like say hi to a seagull because I'm scared of seagulls and then you'd be really passionate (laughs) about seagulls and being like but Katie's impressing my seagull love you know yeah I never forced forced my fear of seagulls onto you no yeah you're right though it is it is like that it's like because I don't like something you can't like it you're not allowed to like it you can't talk about it we can't yeah it's very controlling it's a very that's a very controlling response She's obviously very, very emotional and fragile um, about that. It goes on for so long. Yes, so many generations. Obviously quite young, aren't they? Like when when Hector dies. Yeah, yeah. That's gone on for so many years. And and that hatred is still so strong. It's just sad. I think that is really sad because how many generations missed out? Yeah, especially when, when you see that the music is such an integral part of their culture and their town yeah. as well. Yeah, I think, gosh, like how many events of you know you don't see them with any neighbors. I'm like, of course no. you have any friends because all your friends go to music events. Well, yeah, you're right. Like, what effect has that had on like them as part of the community? Yeah, like they've had to purposely avoid music. But you're right. Like when that's part of your culture, I mean, yeah, how how can you do that without yeah. isolating yourself from everyone? Exactly. So. So it has more of a knock-on effect than I think people would realise, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, I feel like I've spoken a lot. So, um... yeah, but it's okay. It's like, <laughs> I was like, I might as well take the chance to discuss the characters while you're talking about them yes, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very nicely done. I'll listen to be like, oh, my God, here they go again. Yeah, be like, oh, God, Rosie's been talking for half an hour. Like, can we just not, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's very so nicely interwoven thanks i was like we need to ask like that way then you know we don't need to repeat ourselves yes. there's no one wants yes. to hear the same thing no twice. no very true yeah yeah i do have i mean i'm surprised you didn't mention any animals rosie well yeah dante is also a babe <laughs> i As love his moment when he becomes an alabrigie that i'm so proud of him <laughs> so good but um yes yeah, I mean, and he's he's such he's so loyal the whole way through, and like, and again, when I rewatched it again, this is why we rewatched the films. Yeah, is that like he literally leads, um, Coco, not Coco. He literally leads Miguel, <laughs> Miguel to, yeah. like the, the bridge and towards his family and yeah. stuff. Like he's yeah the whole spirit guide thing and I think that's so cool this idea that like you don't notice it when you watch it first, mm. when you watch it again, knowing that he's a spirit guide. Yeah. That he literally does guide him to the spirits. I think that's so cool. It's so, yeah. so lovely. I'm a fan. Um, I love Tia Rosita. Oh, yeah, okay. I just think she's such a babe. She's so friendly and happy, even yeah, though she's she dead. Is. Like, <laughs> I love her fashion. Like, mm. I love it when like she's so kind to Miguel. I know. Like, she's the first one that's really like, what is going on? Everyone yeah. else is panicking, and she's like, no, no, like, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Like, yeah. it's Miguel, and we love Miguel. Um, so, so yeah, I think she's like quite under underrated character. Yeah, and like all the I way agree. throughout, like she's kind of she she never pressures or is mean to Miguel or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I I just really like her as a, as a character. I just think she's quite. I yeah. wish we saw more. I really mm-hmm. like her. Um, she just seems like a really friendly, positive, yeah, presence, which I think that family needed to be honest. Yeah, to balance it out a bit with all the. Yeah, do you know who else I love? Oh God, who are you gonna say? <laughs> The departure agent, you know the woman when the <laughs> yeah, like leave and Echo was like, oh, I am Frida. What's her name? She's a tears from Frida Kahlo, and I yeah. have I on so many friends. And she's like, oh well, looks like no one put up your picture this time. Yeah, Frida, so, so sassy. I love it. I love it. 
But also, like, not me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I yeah just, she's like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. She's yeah. like a minor character that just always makes me smile. Just yeah. And she's so pretty for a skeleton as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, these these people look great as skeletons. I know. I sometimes look at them, like, I forget that you know when they show them in their image, like their, their human form. Yeah. I'm like, you look better as a skeleton. Huh? Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Structure. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, it's amazing how they've actually made them look very like appealing yeah. as skeletons and there's loads of great female characters as well it's like yeah yes. the real Frida Kahlo as yeah well, she's amazing who just helps people because why not and I yeah. think that's especially as a celebrity I remember watching it the first time and thinking as a celebrity in in the, you know the land of the dead yeah the fact that like she will just help like Miguel helps her with one thing and then she's like I'll basically do anything for you and I yeah. just think very easy as a celebrity to just, like dismiss and be like no like you know yeah well like Ernesto <laughs> well quite <laughs> um, but she doesn't like she takes on his idea she listens to him mm. and then helps him I mean what more could you want I know I know what a babe I know and there she helps Hector out as well yeah and it's just yeah I think most of the characters in this film are likable most yeah. of them are even if yeah. they're flawed like we said they are likable yeah. because it's relatable the reason that they behave the way they behave is understandable apart from yeah um but the rest of them are, I mean the only one I do think I've um Abuela comes on like um well Ab- Ab- comes on a bit strong. I do think like mm, I do. Bit... I agree with that. Yeah, it's she's a bit like, much. I, I like her, but she's too much. And I feel like you never know where you stand with her. One minute she's screaming it. Oh God, I um, know. At Miguel, and then she's like, "Oh my grandson." Yeah, oh, like my... with the food, like trying to shovel more yeah. on his plate, like eat more. You're so like yeah. I I I'd be on edge all the time. Yeah, like, I, I would never know, know what mood or... she's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, she. Oh, I, I yeah, I agree actually. And then when she's like, "Oh, I've decided you're gonna like be part of the family business." Oh, it's twelve. Yeah. It's when she's like, "You're gonna come and make shoes after school." Oh, I'm like, that's oh. not what he wants to do. He's twelve years of age. Yeah, you, be. You're not selling it. Like you're not, <laughs> not really helping the situation. No, you're kind of spurring him in the other direction more. Like no, exactly. That's not what we uh, need, is it? Yeah, she is. She's a. She's chaotic, and the energy is too much. I couldn't live with. I couldn't live with her. She. The yeah. chaos is too much. Yeah. And yeah. it's also, I know I've mentioned to um, the dad in this as well, in Miguel's dad, because if anyone is Jane the Virgin fan, uh, it's Jane's dad. Oh, right. Because I, um, I, I didn't realise until I rewatched it, um, it was like a year or two ago, and yeah. I recognised his, his voice. And it's ironic, really, because I suppose in Jane the Virgin, he's more like the Ernesto de la Cruz character. Uh, like, he's not, he's not mean, but he's yeah, like quite a famous celebrity, more, and he's more right. like... Um, He's he's just far like he's set up himself and it, yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so I was like, well, there you go. Um, which, again, that's like um Mexican and like Latina heritage kind yeah. of thing. Um, so so yeah, there you go. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right, so then that moves us on to Disney fun fact number three. <laughs> so marigolds are the only living plant you'll see in the land of the dead. This is because they play a huge role in Dia de las Muertas to help Beautiful. guide. Thank you. Help guide the spirits of loved ones home. So Coco uses them to set the two worlds apart. Oh, that's so nice. I know. I've just remembered as well. It's because in Paris the Caribbean it's called Isla de Muertos. Ah, uh, it's the very, island of the very, dead. Yes, very, very similar. So that's fair. Which that is, is why I feel confused. Isla de Muertos. I think it's the bit where they find all the pirate jewelry. Of course. Yeah, you can tell that um someone's obsessed with Paris the Caribbean. <laughs> I just really like the Paris. Oh my god, we should do Paris the Caribbean podcast episode. I think I that's love. definitely on the cards at some point. 
Uh, let us know. Let us know if that's what you want to you want to hear. Gonna I was going to say anyway, see, but you can't ever see us. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Uh, <laughs> I look like a supermodel right now. <laughs> yeah, we've actually like done our hair and makeup. And we do this for every single episode to like get it's in the zone. Fake news, most of the Definitely not pajamas. sat in her pajamas. Yeah. yeah, I sat here with a wet towel on my head once. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, we power through we do we do because we enjoy it and we know that you're all listening we think we hope still (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that brings me to segment number three where we talk Mm -hmm. about the themes and messages of the film so as we've said in our many many pixar episodes now said many times pixar are known as fantastic storytellers that's their niche disney are good at it like they are good but like Mm. it seems to be that pixar films really get to the heart of a story yeah um and it's because usually they pick themes that are like more relatable, kind of more transferable to the real world. And mm. Coco is no different. Um, it's well known for its strong themes. Um, and I think that's why it resonated with so many people when it first came out with the idea of family and, um, and obviously dreams. But which yeah. ones stand out to you or resonate with you, Rosie? Okay, that's interesting. Interesting way to phrase it. Oh, well, oh. there you go. I like to make it interesting <laughs> content. Okay, so um, I feel like we'll discuss family anyway, but I'm going to just pin that for a second because we know that's that's the main yeah. theme. But with family comes loss, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And oh, we've gone straight in. Everyone straight in. in. There's no holding back here. Everyone <laughs> brace yourself, get your tissues. Um, this to me is... It, right, so I'll explain. It's not just like Coco. It's not loss in terms of like just like things like death and things like that. It's, it's loss in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with, with Hector, he's had loss of time with his loved yeah, ones. that's very true, yeah. So there's loss of time. And obviously with Coco, there is loss of memories. Mm-hmm. That's very so true as well. that's another loss. And then obviously within the, the fact that people are in the land of the dead, there is obviously a loss of life. Yeah, very true. However, we then see a deeper loss when we go through to the final death. So yeah. that is the ultimate loss. Oh, this because, is very deep, Rosie. Because, I'm very impressed. <laughs> thank you. Because at that point, this to me is where it's it's so sad. Because at that point, there is a, a total loss because the connections to that person have gone completely. Yeah. Like there is nothing left to connect that person to the land of the living anymore. No one yeah. remembers them. No one thinks about them. That that is so powerful. I think that scene. Because I think when people think about like loss in this film, it's quite easy to automatically go to Coco, which I will do. Yeah. But I think one of the most poignant scenes for me is I can't remember his name, which is terrible. I'll find it. I know who you mean. You. I'll find it as we go. Yeah, he's like an old man because I, I think like you know he probably because the idea is that the they're the same age as they were when they died yeah. in the land of the, the dead. So he, I think he was like an, an old man. Like Channel Pass. Thank you, Jin Channel. <laughs> <laughs> he. So we see him and oh, yeah. he's basically like Ector's, one of Ector's friends in like their community of people that never have uh, their picture on the offender, that they're like the forgotten, that they call themselves like the forgotten oh, people. Yeah. Um, but obviously they've not been completely forgotten yet because there are still people alive that do remember them. Yeah. But obviously they're not honoured. They don't have their pictures put up. And so... Because they say that it's about like passing the stories down. And yeah. if the stories aren't pa- continue to be passed down, then obviously the memories don't carry through. Yeah, So I guess exactly. something that's like... Maybe stories have been passed, and their names been mentioned here or there. Yeah, no one re- we've all got those relatives where people mention their names. Yeah, we don't really know who they are. No, exactly. And like, obviously, 
with Coco, like she still remembers oh. Hector, she still remembers her father. So that spirit in her, though it's very clouded and difficult, keeps him there alongside even the negative mentions of him will keep him there because yeah. that's still thoughts of him and stories yeah. of him. So, but this this part of the film to me, like when we see what was his name again? <laughs> Chicha. Chinchero, something like that. Not Chinchero. <laughs> I feel like that's completely ruined the vibe of what I'm saying. Chinchero. Chin- oh, it's not no, far off, no, is it? You're very close to Chinchilla, is the problem. <laughs> okay, yes. Oh, that that scene where we see him, like we can see, see he's him. already. Sorry. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm just going to say Churro and I, I'm sorry. Just forget that I don't know how to pronounce the name. When we see Churro. him, he's already very frail and you can tell he's yeah. like deteriorating. He can't move, can he? No, he can't move. He's in his hammock. He is, that, that. that's the extent of his life at the moment. Yeah. And, oh. His clutter stresses me out. You know, when he's in the oh, hammock and he's just yes. like, all of his things are covering him. I'm just him. in there with, I know, it I know. It stresses me out so much, oh. that scene. But like, it seems you get a sense of knowing when it's your time to go yeah. to the final, the final death. And when he fades to nothing. Oh, for me, that's the saddest thing. The fact that yeah. no one talks or remembers you. Like, I honestly, that makes me so sad because that is the ultimate loss. Yeah. And that to me is just so powerful because from that, I then think like how important it is to keep memories of yeah. your loved ones alive. I agree. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me how important yeah. that is. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it also reminds you, actually, that when you've lost someone, it's not actually final because you still have their memories, you still have their stories. And so I think, to me, it kind of made me think about death in a different way Yeah, and loss in a different way, as as in it's not actually, it's not actually a final thing. I know the final death, what they're showing is, but again, like, we have the power yeah, if you like, true, yeah. to make it that they're still always alive and we can pass down their stories to oh, our like future that, generations yeah. and things like that. So I think loss to me is because it's shown in so many different ways. It's just such a powerful theme in this film. Yeah, it is. And then obviously with with Coco, like I mean, losing your memories. Oh, that's, I, that terrifies I, me. Yeah. See, this to me is very. Um, this is where my personal connection comes in, yeah. which, which you obviously don't have. So mm-hmm. it makes sense as to why I cry and you don't. Yeah. Not because you're a monster. Um, <laughs> I have no feelings. <laughs> but because my my granddad, um, well, my granddad is what I called him. Oh, I see. He, he um, had dementia. And so I would go and visit him in his home. And there'd be some days where he'd remember me and we'd just have a normal yeah. conversation. And then there'd be other days when I'd go and he had no idea who I was yeah and so I I did that not as often as my dad and my my dad did that so yeah so frequently and obviously as like um the son I mean so I I've seen like firsthand secondhand how it feels for someone in your family to not remember who you are and it's I, I don't you can't compare that feeling to anything else it really it's just indescribable like it, it's it's very sad um because 
on the one hand, they're still here. Yeah. And you want to make but, the most of the time yeah, you still have with yeah. them. Yeah, which is what you do. And that's what we did. We'd always try and like engage um, him in conversation and we'd tell him about our day. And, you know, that's that's what we would do. And we'd have tea with him and everything like that. But when he doesn't know what's going on and doesn't remember who you are, it's so hard I suppose it's quite difficult as well because it's like why are you trying to make the most of the time that you have with him yeah. you're kind of aware that parts of him are gone yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. it's trying to also yeah. come to with the fact that you're starting to lose someone before yeah. you've actually lost them as well this this is it and and then obviously you have to comprehend the fact that they have actually lost so much themselves yeah. like their memories like the fact that like it's so sad to me that you can just suddenly forget about things yeah. but the the reason that like this film resonates so much isn't just because of the dementia um reference or portrayal if you like it's it's because of how they've they've shown that something can remind that person yeah. of of like their memories and things like that because there it is obviously in this it's music but it's not yeah. always going to be music sometimes it'll just be like something you say and that memory is just so strong that it yeah it's still that will bring them back makes you wonder doesn't it like if you were in that you never want to be but what memories that you have that would be the ones that are so strong that they would defy something like that Um, yeah and and normally they're like the simple memories which i always think is quite nice that they're simple memories and i think that again shows how important treasuring each moment of your life is because sometimes the big moments in embedded comments that you would think aren't necessarily the most important ones yeah and i think I think again this is what this film does so well is like it reminds you that your life isn't infinite and that you have to because obviously Ernesto who prioritizes his career his fame his success his money at what expense while he's got no family no no one really likes him he's just got fans yeah there's no real personal connections there so that's what he sacrificed so this film teaches you about what is what is your priority but it also does it in a healthy way because it's saying don't drop everything with your family don't do everything they want you to do have have your own be your own person yeah have your own dreams do what you want to do but make sure that you you don't obviously everyone's gonna have regrets but make sure that you you know try and satisfy everything that you you want that is important to you in a way that you're going to be happy with yeah so I, I think it's just very much a reminder for me it's kind of a reminder to you know make sure that you're always there um for your loved ones and you appreciate them and like times can be really hard um with family and that's just how it is yeah um but yeah it's it just reminds you that nothing is permanent and very very true yeah true and it's just the way that heck hector sorry (laughs) mrs coco Oh, that, and I mean, that whole theme, that whole yeah. running story is so painful because he can't, he didn't get to say goodbye. The fact that he doesn't know, know what she's been told, what she yeah. thinks about him, like that must be, must have been like horrific. Like, yeah. Obviously, you know, it's not real, but the, yeah. that was something that obviously, you know, people, people in Mexico, obviously, you know, this is a their tradition, mm-hmm. that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, obviously, you know, if you're in like the, the Western culture and so people will still believe in heaven and that people can look down and see people yeah. and stuff. And yeah. so I, I think that there, you know, whatever you believe, the idea that somebody, that you, you don't have the chance to say goodbye or something is terrifying mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you can't get that moment back. It's impossible. Um, so you're yeah. right. I think that whole section when he's talking, when he has a little photograph of her, and, oh, 
I know. Oh, and it's, it's sad as well when they eventually reunite. I mean, it's lovely, but she's so old. Yeah, and he's missed so much time, so much yeah. of her life. Yeah. Um, and it's been tainted by such that. false, yeah, accusations yeah. and false stories, and that's what gets me is they've been living in such hatred. Yeah. And. Yeah, just why so, you shouldn't lie and spread rumors, make assumptions about people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It gets you nowhere, it ruins because everything. If they go on. to the land of the dead, then they can miserable forever. Yeah, and it's not on. Yeah, so yeah, so loss is the main theme for me. I think it's about making the most of our memories together with our family, and obviously that's not necessarily yeah. blood family, whoever your family is, and just to never forget them. That's I think that's the thing. It's like never, never let yourself forget about your family. Um, because like I said, loss is actually never permanent. That's what this film has taught me anyway. Like I and still then, have yeah. the memories of my granddad um to to keep me, like keep with yeah, me. Forever. And I think they do it really cleverly because obviously you have like, you know, the whole the, the co-co storyline and you know, and the value of value of valuing your yes. family. But in yeah. the same breath, they're saying things like, you know, don't don't feel trapped by your family, you know. Yeah. If your family yeah. isn't healthy for you. There's no, you don't need to stay mm-hmm. in a family exactly. unit that isn't helpful for you and is, is, is oppressing you and is, is removing who you are. Yeah. That's not right either. Yeah. So I think they do really well to, to discuss the importance of family whilst yes. also discussing that whilst family is incredibly important, you as a person is also very important yeah, too. Yeah, you have the choice. Yeah. Because so many people, you know, I'm sure you know people as well, I'm sure we all do, who, whether it's a university choice or... Mm-hmm. a living arrangement or something they do things not because it's what they want to do but it's because what they feel pressured to do by yeah. family you know how many people you know do do end up working for parents or family when they don't necessarily want to because mm. they feel like it's too awkward to say no that's not what I want to do and that is a real you know the thing that Miguel faces with the whole shoe shoe shop situation is a real thing for so many yeah. people and not everyone has the ability to stand up and say listen this isn't my dream so yeah. I think they do really well to blend both sides of the family coin in this film um it's not saying you know, abandon your family forever and never look back no. <laughs> like Simba but yeah. it's, <laughs> but it's more like you know don't value your family but don't let value your family devalue you yeah well. yeah yes it's finding that healthy balance and that's what they do so well yeah they like do. with with Miguel I think that's the thing like he shows both of these sides yeah. of what we were just saying because if he hadn't done that then obviously the rest of the family wouldn't have gotten the, the, the extended time and memories with mama coco either yeah if he yeah. hadn't been himself and pushed himself exactly they wouldn't have had those moments of recognition with her so yeah and i, I think it's interesting what you say about like you know loss and the idea of you know and and the connection because i i know i'll mention it now but the idea that i am fortunate enough to never have had um experienced family member having dementia mm-hmm. um I do think one of my relatives I think it's my great-grandma did have I think it was some form of I don't really know I was, I was quite young mm. but I never experienced her in that state um, yeah. so even though I think that was something that she experienced I never had to see it um, and yeah. I know it was really hard for my for my, my nan because she's yeah. a bit like your dad she used to go up every day and it yeah. would be like will she remember me will she know who yeah. I am sometimes she thinks she was the carer and I know it mm. took a real toll on her mm-hmm. um but I'm fortunate enough to have not had that firsthand. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. I mean, I've had, you know, three of my grandparents have died, but they've been, it's been to, to, to other things. Yeah. Um, and I'm really lucky that I've never had to watch someone that I love kind of fade in front of mm-hmm. me. Um, that does terrify me. Um, so I'm glad, which I think is why when I watched this film, yes, I found it sad, but I think a lot of people have experienced that, which I haven't. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if I were to watch, that's why I personally find, 
up sadder hmm. because there's been a lot of experience of cancer in my family and cancer yeah. moving people and obviously the, the insinuation isn't it is, is kind of in in opposite she's got an illness and she dies yeah et yeah so that for me always gets me a little bit more because I'm like yeah. oh, my family have been through that so and it comes back to our conversation in onward when we talked about the fact mm. that like some people didn't connect with it because you know if you haven't lost a father or yeah you aren't particularly close with your dad then that film probably won't hit you in the same way mm-hmm. um but so when this film happened I felt like a monster because like <laughs> I thought it was really sad I, I yeah yeah I remember everyone was sobbing and I was like oh my god what's wrong with me I like <laughs> I, just, I just didn't cry I thought and I think there's quite a, a big it's a sudden switch from yay we've saved the day in the land of the yeah, dead to then yeah mama coco's moment and um, yeah. beautiful stunning moment but yeah, yeah. F- but it's funny the more i've watched the film the more i've grown to appreciate it for me it was like a slow burner film and mm. um, which is a different sort of other people's opinions and experience yeah. of it. Um, yeah but the more i've watched it the more i've grown to love it and it has become one of my favorite pixar films um, yeah yeah it's mine too yeah yeah <laughs> uh, maybe not my my I main brave will always be the top of course um, but, but it's, one off yeah. <laughs> it's gone up there yeah but i think you know it comes back to the fact that we've mentioned before that pixar films will resonate with different people for different yeah, reasons yeah yeah that's um, why they're so good yeah. that's why we they're so universal yeah. because everyone's got a pixar film about a situation that they've had yeah yeah um, and that's why you know it will hit some people harder than others um but yeah i mean i don't know wrong, i love the film but i never forget that feeling of going to the cinema and everyone crying and being like oh my god like i'm yeah. a terrible person <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah i think everything that you, that you said is just so right it's um I think it's really there's such mature themes that they managed mm. to weave into a children's film so yeah. well and so yeah. so maturely yeah so in such an accessible way as well I think yeah for children watching it especially like it's a nice way for them to see uh, like death and grief like it's a quite a nice yeah. way to kind of show them well it especially because... when you compare it to soul when they're off to the great beyond I know <laughs> I know the difference <laughs> well yeah yeah it, yeah it's but you're right. I think, you know, it's this idea. And I love that element you said before about, you know, death is something to be afraid of. And yeah. I think I love that element. It's almost like you get your retirement when you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I agree with everything that you've said, all, all those <laughs> themes. Um, and we've kind of discussed family already and the importance yeah, of that. Yeah, that's um, running I guess theme. the only kind of, I mean, it's a bit of a smaller one, but for me is like the importance of compromise. Yeah, yeah. Throughout it and everyone has to compromise in this. The fact that, you know, um, everyone has to make choices and sometimes you can't make a choice that's going to please everybody you have to kind of pick a middle ground yeah um like i've just started watching stranger things (laughs) and i love how they describe compromise i know (laughs) everyone keeps saying that's like half happy yeah yeah i like that phrase and it's the idea that you know they have to like you know his um abuela really needs to compromise on that miguel needs to compromise too because he can't play music every five seconds because it upsets Mm. people Um, Mm and you know the fact that like ector had to make a compromise really for himself yeah like right well what do i do i I love my family but i love music what do i do and he was going to take his music home with him and and not tour me with his family and i think quite often in life we're we're always stuck on that boundary between i should do what i want to do because you know the world tells us follow your dreams never stop seize your moment like in the sun but then on the flip side as we see with Ernesto, when you behave that way and you trod on everyone in your way, mm. you say, what do you lose in the process? Yeah. You probably lose more than you gain. Yeah. So I think it's a really important yeah. balance of in terms of compromises. 
always follow your dreams of course yeah never follow them at the expense of damaging yeah. or hurting somebody else on purpose yeah um it's not worth it and so no. yeah for me you know even then when we look you know in my Melda has just been compromised for ourselves and stuff and I think yeah. the whole film is filled with those elements of having to compromise with each other um, yeah. and the importance of compromise and that you know compromise isn't weak yeah um, it's not a bad thing it just means that it, it encourages open discussion as well mm-hmm. which I always quite like mm-hmm. the compromise and it shows that you care because someone yeah. is going to yeah. compromise for you yeah the family situation or a friend situation it means that someone cares enough to not upset you yeah um, so I it's only a, a small one in this but I, I like that because I think too often in this world we are we're all very stubborn in yeah. general, yeah. But, you know, because we're taught to stand up for what you believe in, which is so true. But mm. at the same time, yeah, compromise is invaluable um, yeah. at, at times. And I, I think it's something we could all kind of learn a bit more of. Um, mm. We don't always have to be right. I think it's yeah. an important thing to remember. Yeah, that's um, definitely true. Because it's again, a very you know, mature thing to do. It is. And again, the fact that in the sum, no one's technically wrong in their opinion. No. But it's more the fact that, like I said before, your opinion can't overshadow everyone else's. Sometimes you yeah. have to just meet in the middle and say, well, you know, maybe don't play music when Grant, like, you know, Abuela's around. Yeah. Or, like, you know, just, you know, no no music on family nights. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. dominating an entire night. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I think you're right. I think you've, you've covered, you know, the big main themes in there. Um yeah, I mean, and, and there's probably loads of smaller ones as well. So if you think of any themes that you really yeah. like, that your favourites, let us know. Yeah. Um, and we've yeah. talked about music, so we know that's a theme, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think well, when we get to this section, we've already discussed so many themes. Yeah. Like, we get to the yeah. Um, get to this point. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I, I think it's and, and uh, the whole like belief in yourself as well. I think all of them mm. need to believe themselves a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, obviously Miguel needs to do it a bit more, you know, because he has his moments of doubt. Ector yeah. thinks no one cares and people clearly do yeah. care. Like Mamma yeah. and Melda, even to a point where it's that idea that, like, you know, she doesn't need, like, the minor in the end, she manages to do it. Yeah. Um, but everyone needs, like, that little bit of self belief as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's slightly off topic, but I also love the fact, you know, the opening flag section, you know, the yeah. opening. I love yeah. that. Um, Me too. And I think that's so just reminded me because it's Tim Elder's story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the elements of the weave. It's slightly off topic, but I love how they weave all of those in. And I think the, yeah, the animation is just stunning. It's an amazing way to tell that story and get it yeah. get it in your head. Like, being boring. It's like the way that like the, the yeah. Moana story is told as well. Like it's through yeah. like different types of animation and it's very engaging. I love it. Yeah. Um, the only other question I have on this, I'm going to ask pictures for this as well. How do they decide who does jobs in the day in, in the world of the dead? Because yeah. I was thinking this, I was like, you know, when they're all off to like, you know, um, the day, the day of the dead, and yeah. then there's people on the gate, and there's people in yeah. the offices, and people are like, oh, it's near the end of my shift. I'm like, yeah, but like, who decides? I if I turn up to heaven or the, the land of the dead, wherever I end up, yeah, and they're like, here's your work assignment. I'd be like, listen, yeah, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> listen, I paid my dues. <laughs> yeah, we, we need better than this. Because I was thinking, I was like, what if you're like a police officer in life, and then you and then mean, you have automatically. What if you don't want to have to do it in death? You've done it enough yeah, times. It's interesting because I was also thinking that maybe some people like volunteer, but like you can't rely on that for it no. to function. It has to be people no. definitely doing it. And even it. things like Ennis Rodella Cruz, like bodyguards, like yeah were they his bodyguards and his like well yeah and i'm just like but surely once you get to like you know the end of your life you're gonna want to chill a bit well yeah you would 
this was another question I had I was like I need to know the inner workings yeah honestly we we have a lot of questions so Pixar as we know you're listening Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Pixar can have a little sit down we'll try and get them on as a guest and ask questions yeah that'll be successful (laughs) what we just said reach for the stars yeah yeah were there any other themes you wanted to discuss well I think we've mentioned them but I think like forgiveness and betrayal yeah I think yeah yeah, forgiveness quite... is so important I think you know yeah. as we said before sometimes like betrayal or you know resentment only really damages you yes um, it's because you it's like it's how you let it get to you yeah because yeah. at the end of the day you know if someone else has upset you and you resent them you know that's you know that's fine but they'll have probably eventually learn to move on from it whereas yeah. if you resent someone you know something that I struggle with is like you know I don't resent a lot of people mm. but I always find that like when you don't when, when you have a real when you feel betrayed by somebody or you feel like someone has really let you down yeah it, it's exhausting mm. like not you know having emotions towards someone yeah and, like, and then you sit and think they're not thinking about me no like, exactly that's the thing you I'm wasting all that. this time thinking yeah. about this person yeah who isn't thinking about me so I think yeah you're right I think forgiveness is and forgiveness for your own purpose as well as other people yeah self-forgiveness as well is yeah. important yeah because Hector I'll clean I forget he didn't him wrong I know Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right, well, then that brings us to the fun fact number four. So in Portuguese, coco means poo, um, where it, when it's used with accents. And without yeah. it, it means coconut. So to avoid any confusion, creators renamed the film to Viva in Portuguese. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? They're quite different things. <laughs> like, what was the film? I'm trying to think what the film was. Was it Moana? When it was released, like obviously internationally, and I think somewhere it meant prostitute or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was Moana. Yeah, and so I think they're so funny because you don't think about that when you're obviously you're planning it out. The fact no. that in every because you can't plan for every single language. No, no. And you just think, gosh, yeah. Imagine being like <laughs> poop. <laughs> You'd be like, hmm. You think it would be film. like a completely different vibe. You think it's a film. joke. You'd be like, oh, like, this is gonna be a comedy. I think like, it'd be some kind of like toilet humid film. Yeah. I would not have gone to see I it. I would not have gone to see <laughs> it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that brings us to the end of our episode of the segment number mm. four. So, Rosie, briefly share your overall thoughts on the film and how you would rate it out of 10. Oh, it's hard to be brief, isn't it? Um, I think I've said a lot of what, how I feel. So, <laughs> I think the one thing I want to say more about is just the animation. Um, yeah. So beautiful, so yeah. stunning. It never gets old when we see the land of the dead like <gasps> the bridge. bridge across to the land of the dead the colors no. the colors the, my eyes are just <laughs> they're just mesmerized and now i have glasses they're even more mesmerized <laughs> you can see it in all its glory now literally so i just think the animation is stunning throughout like i think not just the actual lands like the characters and the animals like the alabriges yeah. yeah. amazing like yeah. they're incredible oh their colors oh my goodness yeah like I just I just really really appreciate the effort they went to yeah with the animation for this film like I just think it's stunning and yeah. because they didn't need to go that hard no they didn't they yeah, really they did really anyway. didn't so that for me I was like I'm obsessed with this animation and I have the art of animation book for it of course, of course and do. it's one of my favorites because it's it's just so the colors but it's gorgeous oh so yeah, I love I love the animation. Um, of course, I love the film. <laughs> it will come as no surprise. Um, I think I love. I I think all the characters are amazing. Really, 
Uh, because yeah. and even Ernesto, who I hate, he's a great character. Yeah, you love uh, to hate him, don't you? Yeah, you do. And I will never get tired of watching this film. This is a film that I do think about putting on. It's not one that yeah, I have to force yeah. myself. Sometimes I'll just feel really in the mood for Coco. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing. To, I was going to say it's a comfort film, which probably sounds weird, but it is a comfort film. Yeah, I think, I think the music helps with that yeah. as well, though. Like, the music yeah. probably helps with, with that feel, the sense of, like, coming back to something familiar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it, it's, it's in that sense, it's, like, feel good as well. You always know you're going to feel good after yeah, you watch that yeah. film. And sometimes if you just need to, like, let out your emotions as well, like, <laughs> yeah. for me, like, it's that's the perfect way to do that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just think it's creative exciting funny very emotional but also very cultural uh, culturally accurate as well yeah um and beautiful and yeah i <laughs> you're true about being funny didn't really touch on that it's so funny this it is film. the comedy is great it's, I literally, it's one of those films that i do sit and just like laugh at i think it's so yeah funny. especially like hector and miguel oh, like so their funny. little um chats and also like the minor characters are hilarious so like, funny so yeah, I, I think it's great. It's it's one of my favourite Pixar films. And I don't really know what my favourite is because I have like three that I love yeah. I think, equally. So I can't really decide it. You need to do what changes. I did the other year and look at asking what your favourite Disney film is. So I actually sat and thought about it and wrote it yeah. in order. Yeah. It takes like, time to decide that. It's hard though because it changes like when new ones come out as well. I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, like you've knocked this one off the spot. <laughs> um, that was the thing. I just set my top three and then Moana came out and I was like, yeah. for goodness sake. Like you have to ruin it. I've just yeah. selected these. But yeah, so. This is definitely in my top three, and so it's uh, uh, spoilers. It's in my top three with Inside Out and Soul. They're my favorite mm. three uh, Pixar films, and they all have emotions in common. So yeah. clearly, I'm an emotional wreck. Clearly, um, <laughs> so you use like free therapy from. Pixar. I do, I do. Yes, I love. I, I do. So I would give this a nine point five. Oh, oh, that's so, is that the highest we've had so far? Yeah, I think so. And I don't actually know. Now I'm saying I don't know why it's a 10. I think it's just because it's not my favourite film ever. I think you have that's to why. feel a 10 and yeah, you've got, yeah. you have to like, it's a, yeah. it's a... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is a 10. Hang on. Oh, this is hard because I'm now thinking of my like Disney 10s, like my yeah. core Disney 10s. No, it's a 9.5. It's a 9.5. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you don't instantly go 10, it's probably not yeah. 10. Yeah. But it's definitely a 9.5 for me. Um because it's yeah I love it I love it so much I, I was so happy when I went to see it in the cinema I was like I can't believe how good this film is I was obsessed <laughs> so yeah I, I love it what do you what do you think what's your oh, gosh the pressure now if you give it a two it. that's it I'm, I'm off she's gonna just leave that'd be the end of the podcast forever <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> no I do I, I'm, like I said, I said before I do love this film and it's definitely grown up yeah. I've watched it I liked it the first time I watched it but it was yeah. never one that I everyone went crazy for this film and mm-hmm. I think I'm the kind of person that like when things like that happen I don't tend to follow the crowd when things blow up yeah yeah I'm like okay cool but like there's like other things so I tend to be like someone who appreciates things after the fact yeah unless it's like a crime documentary on netflix in which case i'm the i'm the one creating it's, the trend yeah 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 or tiger king oh i, oh, I mean if, if you weren't on that trend at the time there's no point watching it do you know what <laughs> I mean? if you weren't there for the memes what was the point um but i obviously like, watched it like you know it was a while afterwards it came out that i watched it again mm, mm. Um, i think it, we were in our i think i watched it with you remember in our house in yeah Virginia. you did yeah yeah because again, you and Danielle were both stubbing your eyes out, and I was like, oh god, this is embarrassing. I was like, no one else <laughs> But I but again, like I liked it more than each time I watch it, I do like it more yeah. and more. I think the yeah. music obviously for me is a massive selling point as a big music fan. Yeah. The animation is simply just beautiful. And I think you're right, it's that it's become it's become a film I love so much that I'm like, 
I will be in the mood for Coco. Like, do you know what I really yeah. fancy watching? Coco this evening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when you know a film is good. Yeah. Because I've never watched The Good Dinosaur again. <laughs> oh, no, neither have I. That's the one time watch. Yes. Uh, and even that was too much. Yeah, even that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I I think it's a fab film. I love, like you said before, how it's got so much going on, how all the characters are so diverse and different. And I, I yeah, I love that. Like, I think the pacing is, it, it's really good at the film, yeah, in the film. Really good. It, that's maybe my only downfall as well, though, is it is about two hours long. So it yeah, is quite it a is long a film one. for an animated mm. film. It can be a bit mm-hmm. of a, <laughs> I am known to fall asleep. Yes, yes. Your, your, because... your tolerance is not quite as high as mine when it comes to. I get I, the thing is, I make myself too comfy when I watch a film. That's the problem. I get so comfy. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I mean, it happens. But I, I must say, I mean, I love this film so much, but it is one of those films that I will sometimes watch the first hour of, or the first half an hour of, and then not yeah. come back and finish. Only because yeah. I know how it ends. I love it so yeah, much. But yeah. That's maybe the only kind of down point for me is that it. It, it, yeah it's one of those films that I feel like I never feel like I have to finish it I don't know I don't know what it is about it mm. like I'll I'll comfort watch it like you see for like an hour like you know for the time that I have yeah but then I would rarely come back and finish I'd have to kind mm. of go from the beginning again in the future yeah. um not necessarily a bad thing but I just think from a, a length it is it is quite lengthy yeah it, you, is, you, it is when you watch it the pacing is good yeah. but I think if you're going to set aside two hours to watch a, yeah. a Pixar film that feels like quite a lot it is a commitment yeah you have to make sure you've got the time especially when it's heavy <laughs> yeah like, well it's not, it's not the kind of film that you can pop the loof in the middle no, of like no no you, you have to <laughs> yeah it's so, sensitive but yeah animation stunning music stunning characters great storyline yeah. incredible writing yeah. is fantastic culture like just incredible so but but i think because i do know that i am i'm i don't have to watch it all the way through yeah. i'm going with 8.5 it's a little okay, bit lower yeah, than that's, yours that's decent actually that's very high yeah because i really enjoy i really enjoy the film i think you know i haven't really got a lot negative to say about it no. uh, I will watch I watch it regularly I look yeah. forward to watching it and um, I just think yeah I think if, if, if I'm able to fall asleep in the middle of the film it's probably not a good sign <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired I just started my new job that was my defense yeah um, yeah but yeah I think it's because I can kind of stop and start it in the same yeah. way like normally if it's like Moana or Tangle, like I'd go back and I'd yeah, finish, it. finish it. Whereas yeah. there have been moments where I've started Coco and then kind of, it's weird. Like I did this with Peter Pan once as well. I kind of get the vibe to watch the film. Mm. I put the film on and I'm like, I've got my fix now. Like, yeah, I'll, that I, was I, all I wanted. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't need to see the whole two hours. I, I, I've mm. got my, my element of it. Um, But yeah, um, still quite high. So it's not like a two. That is really high. That's still really high. Like, you know, comparatively to a lot of scores that we've done that they're mean, very high scores they are they are but again you know it's, it's a pixel film what do we expect you know well yes they never disappoint <laughs> apart from the good dinosaur anyway apart from the film that should not be named <laughs> so that's the wrap on this episode so thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed then you can subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to to make sure you get notifications around brand new episodes we forgot to mention at the beginning apologies there's been a bit of a delay with this episode. oh yeah we, we tried we honestly tried three times um, we set ourselves up, fire alarms went off, illnesses were had, and um, timetables yes. didn't work, dinners hadn't been eaten. and it A just, lot of things it just was, happened at once, yeah. to be honest. We did try. This is our third attempt. Yeah. The third, fourth? I don't third. even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But we made it. And you made oh, it, if you're still listening. Yeah, so. well done. So apologies for the delay, but obviously things are back to normal now. Schedule is back to yes. normal every other week. And yes. you can enjoy our monotone voices. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, I've listened to yours for the last two hours. <laughs> wow. I have to edit this episode, everyone. So... 
That's me <laughs> cut from the entire episode then. Um, if you leave a review, we'd love to read them. And please make sure to leave an Instagram handle so we can go and give you some love on Instagram and say thank you. Um, we'd also love to have you on the show if you are um, a small business. If you'd like an ad slot, you can submit like what you'd like us to say or you can record it yourself. We are very mm. flexible. Um, yes. So head to, it's two options. You can either head to our um instagram bio or facebook bio um website and um, order shop us a message um an email at springle disney podcast at gmail.com yeah um, and we can guide you to all the relevant forms answer any questions for you there as well yes and speaking of instagram don't forget to follow along because we do actually have magical adventures current photographs right now, like actually quite a lot so it's, <laughs> it's actually very current content I know. um a, lo- a, lo- a lovely segue into instagram there very impressed yes yes <laughs> uh you know <laughs> i'm a pro now 30 episodes <laughs> and uh coming up next time we have the second part of our top five must do items in disneyland paris which is yeah. very exciting but well, yeah goodness we're gonna have to oh no we have to make the lists again that was fun though i love that one <laughs> i loved it as well so it was very stressful because I was like, I don't want to be, don't want to get it wrong. But this well, will be yeah. for the studios, won't it? The studios yes. park. So we did the park. If you missed that one, do you know which episode it is, Casey? What, what number? I'm going to check while you fill it. <laughs> if you missed that episode, then Casey will let you know in a minute which number it is. Oh, but wow. we basically oh, went through our favourite attractions and must-do things in the Disneyland Park at Disneyland Paris. So this one will be about the Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, and if, if we restricted it, didn't we, to, like, um, rides? Yeah. Was it characters? Did we yeah, we, I think we included characters yeah. and then it was like... Um, we didn't include shows because they changed no. too often. So it we was were like, like land, not landmarks, you know what I mean? Like uh, like the castle yeah. and like things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like doable buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything that would like change on like a seasonal basis, yeah. we don't include because it seems a bit like... Mm. People have seen different things who so were like, that's not really fair. Some people like to combine uh two now listen attractions <laughs> one so we'll see if that you happens you want to hear more about that controversy head to episode 26 <laughs> which is oh, um, thank you my french <laughs> uh, our top Disneyland Paris attractions yeah um, so yeah the next one will focus specifically on the studios which will be interesting mm, because I think it will be yeah, there's, people forget how many things are actually in the studio. Yeah, it'll be a good reminder, a good refresher. A good reminder for me, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. I, I do enjoy the part. Slightly less deep. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more, a bit of a break for us. <laughs> yeah, very um, true. And then, of course, in the meantime, feel free to contact us on our email, sprinklefdisneypodcast at gmail.com for any inquiries, any feedback, any suggestions, anything, really. Just saying hi. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then from both of us, have a magical rest of your day. Bye.